This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Shop Talk. Oh, shit, I wasn't even recording that shit, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. We heard it. But fuck it, nigga. Go check out the latest Shop Talk episode. And uh, while y'all are here, let me just go ahead and get the music on before we do any other fuck shit. I better be connected to the thing. Uh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be good to go. Oh, it's my life I has to fight. Nope, I am not. See? Here we go. That should be saying I'm fucking it connected. Is. It show you connected. Yeah. I don't know why it's not playing, dog. Let's go. Let's try this again. Oh, it's my life I has oh. to fight, oh, nigga. Mm. I ain't had the vote. Oh, it's my go. life, ah. Hard times like, yeah. Bad trips like, yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright, alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Huh? We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11 even boom with the bass down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. What pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows. 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me. Reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven. No preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster. In silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I know it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone great. Trying to side my faces all day. Won't you please believe when I say, when you When our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga! And we hate Popo, wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga! I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Lena, we gon' be alright. Chicago, we gon' be alright. Can you hear me? Can you feel me? It's gon' be alright. Lena looking at me on the Sunday. Lord, no! Hey, man, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 167 of This Week in Culture. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One Half of the Culture. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything was popping. This Week in Culture, we review episode five of season four of The Shy on Showtime. <sighs> if you follow us on the Twitter at This Week in Culture... Yes, I said the Twitter. You know, I was not a fan of this episode, man. A lot of people disagree with me. Said the episode was great. I saw people say this might be the episode of the series. The they series. They, they didn't see epi- season one and two. They couldn't have. They ain't see. They ain't see Brandon and uh, Kevin in the in and the in the bathroom. He's cutting his getting, hair. Nah, they ain't see. Nah, that. when Kevin broke down in them tears, and it was literally no words spoken for like three minutes. Nah, they ain't see. They that. couldn't have seen that. But yo, Kevin cried this episode. It did not hit me the same. It was a different cry. You know, they not letting that young nigga act no more, man. I enjoyed this. Oh, let me rephrase mm, this. Mm. I enjoyed scenes of this episode. Not that I did. That I did. Um, and there were certain I'm phrases a, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was good. I, I'm going to talk about it later, but I'm going to give him a salute now, man. Jacob Lattimore 
great job. Yeah, he great, did. great job this episode. Whoever the actor is that plays Darnell, great job in his scene. Like, yeah. I, I was, we gonna get into all of that, but I was That's very the Darnell. We've been wanting to see, ain't it? Man, a father. Why'd y'all goof him? You know what I, what I loved that y'all finally did that on Father's Day. Holla, mm. holla. Holla, I could appreciate it, man. Oh, We're going to get they, into it. You know what they did to Darnell? What? They, uh, the first couple seasons of Snowfall, unked this nigga. Mm. You know Turn what I'm saying? Turn that nigga into a straight a up goof. Yep. yep. And he, he didn't start off that way. No, he didn't. They did the reverse. He started off very much so, yo, I'm the man of this house. Here are my rules. I take care of my kids. I put shit down. Very unorthodox and funny, yeah, yeah. but still. It wasn't. He wasn't the laughing stock. They weren't trying to make him the the comedic break of the show. It was like, no, he was just a father. But even if he, because he was to a certain extent with the Bluetooth and all the baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit like that. But, but his advice but was always spoke, on point. Yeah, he like, had, I was trying to be better. He gave fatherly advice. He told Emmett straight up, here's what I learned from fucking up with you and why I've been better to every child that I had since. But... I, I thought we would see the part of the relationship develop where he said, I need to be better with you too, nigga. I can't just treat you like a child support payment that's coming to an end. Like, I got to be a dad to you. We never saw that. It was just kind of thrown on us. But then, to your point, this season, they had him started off goofy as hell. Finally, in last night's episode, we really got to see him be the father to Emmett that we needed him to be. So, great job by the two of them. Couple other really good scenes from this episode in general, but I thought the episode was not the greatest. So we're gonna get to that and more. But first, we want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who fucks with us. We want to thank y'all for these voice notes. Mm. We damn near might not even have to to do too much on this pod. We got voice notes galore. We're gonna get to all of them too because I want to hear what everyone has to say about the shy, the episode, the direction the season's going, etc. Um, but there are a few things that I want to throw out there. First and foremost, happy Father's Day. I know we a day late, and by the time y'all hear this, we two days late. But clap it up for all the dads out here, man. Salute to y'all. Drop one of Cruise Bonds for the great dads in the world. Salute to the great fathers. It's Double a lot shots. more of y'all than, than society would lead us to believe. Yo, how many... Uh... I noticed that mm-hmm. I, I all the men I know that's in, that's in my life they're yeah. great fathers. Same are a part of their their children's lives. Same and a good ninety nine percent of them live in the same household with their children. Literally the same and married and with like black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know like the narrative sometimes is is different, but like from people successful I black know, men don't marry black women. Yeah, um, right. black men are horrible fathers. Yeah, we're not present in our fathers' lives. Dog, one of my brothers, one of my best friend, this is my dog. Nigga, this nigga is literally fighting every day to get his son from his baby moms because he's clearly the better parent. Like, this ain't even me being biased. The only reason she has a standing fight in the court is because she's a woman. There's nothing else that she's proven except I'm the mother. And the court leans that direction no matter do, what, dog. Do they ever do a DNA test on the mom? <laughs> yo, yo, episode one sixty seven. Um, I'm and we out, dog. It's not nigga, even, it's not even your baby, dog, dog. <laughs> I mean, if you had a motherfucking pool in your living room, nigga, it, it could be anyone's baby. Could nigga. be. It was nine different people in there. I don't know who you baby that was. Took this baby. Who? <laughs> who knows? Which I think may be coming. Nigga, this could be your sister. I, I don't think know. this is coming down the road. Somebody's <laughs> baby's getting took. But that's another theory I got. Um, but yeah, man, salute to all the great fathers. 
I literally, I laugh when they say that type of shit. Like, yo, it's uh, kids, it's horrible dad. Like, nigga, what? All my niggas is at schools. They at sports practices. They at recitals. They at, so like, I, where do you find these bad dads at? I think, so we are looking at it from our lens. Um, True. And we, we grew up, I grew up around the opposite. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But that was the early 80s. But even then... But like, we can't take what happened in the early 80s... And apply it now. And act yeah. like that's the exact same thing. Now, guess what? What, are, what I know if it's some shitty What if it's though. worse, though? And I just, I just don't associate with them type of people. But you know what kind of threw me off? Because I thought about exactly what you said. Like, yo, maybe my lens is just skewed. Yeah. Because I'm around 20 niggas that's dads and they're phenomenal dads. But then I thought about it when I was looking on the timeline, like... No, everybody on my timeline pretty much love their dad. Everybody got their dad in there. Everybody said their dad was the greatest. I'm (laughs) starting to run out of niggas who didn't know their dad. I grew up with a bunch of motherfuckers who didn't know their dad or have a relationship. And I was like, no, I think majority is like, yo, my pops was the illest nigga, the greatest nigga alive. Like, when I lost my pops, I lost me. (laughs) I was like, damn, y'all niggas' pops was really, like, positively influential. Who knew? Yeah, man. Because let them tell it. That's not what's going on out here. So salute to everybody who's a great father. Salute to everybody who has a good relationship. If not with your dad, with the father figure. Because I saw that going around like, yo, if Father's Day is a bad day for you because you lost your father or you don't have a father figure, salute to you too. And I'm like, all right, y'all not about to uh, single mom Father's Day with the losses. But if you did lose whoever your pops was or your, your father figure, Salute to them, regardless of the fact that they may no longer be here earthly. They were still a great presence in your life, whether they was your blood or, you know, someone just in your life who uh, who helped raise you and mentor you, man. Salute to all the good fathers and father figures, stepfathers, everybody out there, man. I'm your father figure. Facts, man. I saw a lot of stepdads get shouted out yesterday. That's that was, sure. like, really dope hey, to You me, know man. one of the best type of videos on the internet that I've ever seen in life? What's that? I've seen it, like, three or four times is, like, when... The stepson, like, presents like paperwork oh, to, to the be the real. Yeah, like, I want to make you my real dad. Yeah, no, that I shit mean, will break you. It's the fuck always down, a draft in the building. Shit will break. Window me down, open. Dog. Wind <laughs> gets in my nah, eyes. Nah. Like I've seen this like four or five That's times. That's up there with uh, your relative been in the army and then they come to your football game. It's killing the army shit. You think so? Nah, I'm done with the I, army. I, shit. <laughs> nah, like they weren't even at war like that. Anymore. Like, <laughs> like nigga, you was in Virginia, motherfucker. But like, but nigga was at Fort Greene chilling, nigga playing. Me and Cole in Grand Rapids, nigga. nigga. (laughs) 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 That nigga said niggas ain't even at war like that. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yo, niggas on 696 (laughs) and Mound in that fucking military. like, like okay, that's nigga. where they got the missiles and shit. And you was, at, by you was in ROTC <laughs> with me, nigga. We both was at state stepping, nigga. I see it down at Ford Field and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you pushing the F one fifty at the Lions game, nigga. D military. Oh shit, that was great. Um, how was Father's Day with your pops, man? How you doing, man? It was all good, man. Um. Pulled up on him and shit, and uh, well, he took a long time to call me back. By the way. <laughs> I called it again. Here's here. Yo. He was at, but I forgot it Sunday morning. He was at church. I called it uh, again. I'm like, hey, 
I'm like, you at the crib? He's like, no, I'm saying, I'm like, oh, oh, well, call me when you uh, make it back home. (laughs) Nigga, my pops put his fucking dinner order in, and then nigga didn't come home for like four more hours. I was like, fam, I got your food. Like, I picked that up for you, bro. I caught my pops a record player, you know what I'm saying? And a few records and shit. Get into the crib, and he unboxing all other shit. Man, why somebody clearly had opened this box before? Shout out to Target. I'm about to go up there tomorrow. The needle was gone. Like, it wasn't taken. Damn. Because, like, how the fuck this shit supposed to work? Is this a new needle? So, I'm looking at YouTube unboxing videos and shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, fam. That, yeah. Yo, this unboxing experience is not the same. <laughs> like, I'm missing some shit here. Yo, okay? unboxing experience for a record that's missing a needle is funny as fuck. I'm like, yo, this shit wasn't taped down. It's bad. Like, yo, I got to. <laughs> niggas got me, man. And I picked that bitch up. It was clamshells and everything. I'm like, God. <laughs> Niggas got me. Oh shit, man. Yeah, yesterday was good. I um yo, I don't like I don't like the immediate disrespect that fathers normally get on Father's Day when like they got a grill and shit and like they're expected to prepare their own dinner to celebrate them. I think that shit is kinda whack, right? But yesterday I hopped on the grill real quick. Like my pops wanted a, a seafood boil, Women so I got him that. Though. No, see my mom is the griller. Like She's like always, she grew up grilling. I think my mom's was born with a grill. Nigga. The exception, not the rule. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. But like, in general though, like. Men stop. are also better cooks than women. But here's the thing. Also agree. Statistically. Um, but no, no, no. I don't like that we're cooking, period. Go get it. Take the nigga out. Go buy him dinner. Spend money. Don't go. I oh, get I it, but I don't nah, know. Nah, fuck that. Because on Mother's Day, you can't get a reservation. Yeah, on but. Father's Day, I can literally walk into any restaurant. Nigga, I called my dad little uh, seafood bag in. They was like, it'll be ready in five minutes, nigga. I'm like, damn, ain't nobody there? They was no, nigga. This yeah. bitch is empty. But, like, when it's something that you do, because, like, men take pride in grilling. Like, that's a thing, right? True, true. Like, I don't know that I want anybody besides myself to do it, though. Yeah, I just don't like that we have to, like, supply our own food needs. I mean, you go buy all the shit, though. You could do all the prep. No, I throw that shit. Take here. that man out. Take him out. To find out what his favorite. Learn your husband, nigga. They don't want to go out. Go get the to go. Everybody got a to go. My dad not a let's go to a restaurant. No, no, no. Company, nigga. My dad. Tony just want the food. He wants. He don't give a fuck if it's at home or the crib or the restaurant. But I got on the grill yesterday, right? Because my I got my dad a seafood bag, but then I had to grill for me, shorty, and my I mom. Seafood bags, by the way. You know I don't why? want them because you know I grew why? up on them. You know why? Because, like, I don't I don't eat seafood. Yeah, yeah, facts. I don't, I don't eat fish. Um, and people be thinking, like, you know that, that that fat nigga that be doing that dun, 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 that shit? That, oh, the you, nigga that on the TikTok nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get this nigga the fuck out of here. I'm tired of <laughs> it, right? If you don't like uh, seafood, if you pour, just say you pour. <laughs> nigga, if that's not the poorest looking shit, like you got a fucking plastic bag with some fucking scraps in it. Somebody got a farmer jack bag with a bunch of yep. like I just don't like how it looked. I'm pretty sure it's delicious. And y'all can get off my dick. And as a nigga who eats pretty much primarily seafood outside of steak and the occasional fried chicken, a lot of y'all niggas seafood be looking poor anyway. Y'all ain't getting the greatest quality of seafood. Them little uh popcorn shrimps y'all be grilling for niggas to put in that fucking Alfredo. That's not impressing me. Ever. Um, and, hey, stop overcooking salmon, nigga. That shit takes no longer than six minutes, dog. You niggas are going crazy. But I get on the grill yesterday. I cooked for me, shorty, and my mom's and shit. Some steaks, fucking uh, lobster claws, some salmon, some shrimp, whatever, whatever. Nigga, shorty pull up. 
She goes straight to my mom and was like, oh, it looked like you threw down. Oh. I said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I had to, like, she had left the kitchen while I'm still in there slaving over sides and shit, trying to season Man, shit. I don't even got the rice. I'm looking for a side. No, you got the rice. find a sound effect because it's just like, Man, vibes. scary vibes, dog. Like, I really didn't appreciate that. So I know she's going to hear this part. And when she gets to this, I want her to know. I was very let down that she did me that dirty because I got down on that grill yesterday. Um, But salute to all the fathers and salute to all the fathers that <laughs> listen to this shit. You must have down. <laughs> yeah. Dog, she was like, my, you went crazy on, on the, the grill. day of days. N- nigga. And I said, and you want me to father your children? After the disrespect? Come on, now. Um, Juneteenth. Yeah. Shout out to Juneteenth. Happy belated Juneteenth to all y'all. Fuck it. What y'all be doing on your birthdays? It's Juneteenth for a month. Fuck that shit. We here. June 10th was nine days ago. That was fucking <laughs> hilarious, Macho. macho. Don't ever tweet no shit like that ever again. Nigga, I was crying, dog. Nigga said, my timeline is crazy, nigga. June 10th was nine days <laughs> nine ago. Nine days ago. <laughs> um, I still want us to figure out, like, how we want to celebrate Juneteenth. I know, like, a lot of people do different shit. Like, they were like... I know it was a park where niggas had, like, some black vendors in the area. Niggas was selling clothes, food, whatever. A couple people barbecued and just had the music up. And, and do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you got to do. But I just, I wish we had, like, a thing. Because what I, what I realized, you think of all the other independence-type celebrations, right? Fourth of July, uh, Cinco de Mayo, whatever, St. Patrick's, whatever the fuck. All that shit is associated with, like, hanging with your friends and drinking, right? And I think for Juneteenth... We trying not to just hang with the homies and drink. Like, we want to make it, like, some deep shit. Who was we? Because <laughs> I seen Most some, of them. I seen some pretty... I seen a 2000s block party yesterday. Everybody yeah. was dressed up in 2000. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you want to do, do. I got a question. What's that? This not even to be funny, because I'm down for some black shit whenever. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Why we celebrate Juneteenth? I. This is a two-part question. Okay. Because... We don't celebrate the the first one yeah. when we were supposed to, when everybody yeah, was when suppo- they were supposed to be free. Yeah. We celebrate the two and a half years later date. But like for most people, we didn't know about the two and a half years later date. But we don't celebrate the other one. Yeah, no one does. Yeah, I don't so know why, why Juneteenth do, became like the one. one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's that's more history that I'm gonna have to look into. If you know why Juneteenth was the date that was picked instead of the first date. Like I get Let it. us like, know. I understand what Juneteenth is. And yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was, but like, let's just say y'all that didn't happen. And yeah. Y'all didn't know that it was two years later. Yeah. Y'all, st- we don't celebrate the first. Yeah. We had a date, date two and a half years prior to Juneteenth that we don't acknowledge at all. <laughs> and that's when, like, the majority. Yeah. Juneteenth was Texas. Yeah. Like, because I don't think it's I, just it's, at this it, point. Yeah. It's like, oh, y'all did some shit to slight black folks? Yeah. Oh, we're going to turn up on this day. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with black shit, period. Yeah. But like, just the why. It's a good question. Yeah. It's a fair question because there is another date that we don't even acknowledge. And then we jump to two and a half years later like, oh, okay, now we turned up. Whatever. What was your your other question? though? Let us know if y'all know the answer to that, by the way. Uh, I don't remember. Fuck it. Fuck it. Happy Juneteenth. Um, I bought some black shit on Juneteenth. I saw, like, you know how people were just writing up, like, 
six ways to celebrate Juneteenth, nigga. Soon as I saw like buy black, I was like up straight to the internet, nigga. I bought mad shit. Yeah, who is these niggas though? That just create all these rules, like, who, nigga. Who are you to say who like do whatever you want to do? I saw I saw one dude. <laughs> I love when niggas try to be deep. Then it was like one way you could celebrate Juneteenth is by learning your history, and that was it. That was the whole like way to celebrate. And I was like. Where do I start? Like, do you have a recommendation? <laughs> like, what book should I go? Like, what do you think? Like, you giving your opinion and then you just leaving it mad vague, nigga. So I saw, you know, I just don't know what people want. Yeah. It's like, yo, we was offended that we don't, that this date don't get acknowledged, right? Yeah. Um, oh, you get into my question that I had. Yeah. So, all right, fine. We're going to acknowledge it because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, it really feels even worse than that, but that's a whole nother deeper thing. Um, but then it's like, no, nah, man, don't let the white people acknowledge. Like, which one do you, like, y'all want to be a part of it? Okay. Y'all don't want to be, you want to be separate? You want to be, like, which, which one is it? Okay, so I saw the meme going around, oh, white people getting June, getting paid to be off of Juneteenth feels like slapping the face or whatever. Saw the other people, oh, this, uh, making Juneteenth a federal holiday is the perfect case of what you asked for versus what you got. What did we ask for? I don't know what we asked for with, re- and I'm not even trying to be funny. What did we want with regard to acknowledgement of Juneteenth, right? Because if we didn't want it to be federally acknowledged, then did we want to just keep it to where only black people like kind of mention it on the internet, eh? like once every year? I think what they're referencing is there are a couple of bills that did not get passed. Yeah. And, um, they are so I guess they associated like with the people asked for a hate crime bill to stop yeah, lynching yeah. or some shit like that. We got to stop tying everything um, to everything, dog. So like I don't remember voting for like, yo, what we want is collectively as black people yeah. is for lynchings to be treated as a hate crime. Yeah. Um, like, cool. I 100% agree with yeah. the legislature if we could get it through. But, like, that's what black people collectively, we did that, like... It's mad other shit I want prior to that being considered a hate crime. Because, like, if you get caught for lynching me, you going to... Like, if you get yeah. convicted, yeah, whether it's a hate crime or not, like, you, yeah, you, you getting whatever you're going to get. still should be getting life out this You bitch. either going to get yeah. off because you white, um, or you're going to get whatever you're going to get, whether Facts. it's considered a hate crime, hate crime or, or not. not. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's sentimental... And thing. I understand a hate crime comes with, like, there are, like, mandatory sentences and other shit that go with hate crimes. Like, if you do a hate, you commit a hate crime, there are certain things that happen if you get convicted. The thing is, so does my regular murder, my non-hate crime murder. Like, if you just lynch me and they find you guilty, like... If you murder me. Yeah, you'll you'll still get the murder. It's not manslaughter when you hang me to death. The fullest extent of the law is still coming your way, buddy, so... Uh. I, now that's, I that, that, yeah. that doesn't mean no that no don't want. lynch me <laughs> don't lynch me yeah. and like if we can get that passed cool yeah but like yeah that's not to say that that's unimportant it's not it's just I don't know with the with regard to Juneteenth then the George Floyd police reform or some shit like that they was like well y'all didn't give us that but you gave us this while simultaneously um trying to take um history of slavery and civil rights and everything out of schools via the Senate. But then you make this a national, that shit is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, I don't know, but like at the end of the day, we can't expect our oppressors to teach our children about the oppression that they did to them. Like it's, I don't, it's just weird. I don't, I don't, I don't expect it. I just don't. So like, all right, for instance, 
Because some shit, we also got to be real with ourselves, right? Like, yo, I don't want them to make this a federal holiday. I don't want them to bastardize and gentrify Juneteenth and da-da-da. Nigga, Martin Luther King Day is a day, right? They, It's a federal holiday. The majority of the country gets the day off to celebrate it, to acknowledge it, to commemorate it. Y'all you know what most you niggas do? Y'all go skiing. Y'all throw parties because we have an extended weekend. Y'all get drunk and act ass every January for Martin Luther King Day to commemorate his honor. This great fucking man. Y'all go out there and act the ass. Y'all go to the ski shit and fuck all weekend and get drunk and do drugs. So why the fuck are y'all mad that some white people in the federal government say, yo, we want to make this a national holiday because we want to take it more seriously. This is step one of taking it more seriously. Now. Well, we want to appear that we're taking it yeah, more yeah. seriously. But here's the thing. So do black folks with yeah. Martin Luther King Day. We want to appear it, nigga. I seen the, like, yo... If you buy something from Juneteenth, make sure you buy it for somebody black. Do you buy them a green shirt for somebody Irish? Man, man. Because do you go to Mexico? Do you niggas get them <laughs> margaritas from a Mexican? No, you at the crib having fucking taco night. Nigga. Lamonia, I know what y'all nigga. do. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking that Dale Taco or some shit, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you go to fucking Dale Taco for uh, Cinco de Mayo, it's, I'm, I'm a higher Mexican. Years ago, ass, we used uh, to work somewhere. We used to call it Dale Taco. It was not Dale Taco <laughs> at all, but we called that I'm shit. I'm almost certain I know where that nigga was working <laughs> yeah, when y'all called it that. But That's funny as hell. It was not Del Taco, but we call that shit Del Taco. Oh man! Well, happy Juneteenth. Um, I just like you. I just don't be, want niggas complaining about everything. You're though. never gonna be satisfied yeah. when you when you 100 always are looking for an oppressor. Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm about to keep it 100 real. This the I'm gonna keep it G real. I enjoyed fucking my day off on Friday, nigga. Oh, you got it immediately. We had it last year. So yeah, at, at my job and at a couple different jobs, they've included an inclusion day. Um, eight mm. hour inclusion day and you can use that day eight hours for oh, whatever the to fuck. be black as fuck on whatever day you feel like whatever day because it Got could you. be yom kippur it could be mm. uh pride day whatever it can be anything whatever day that's not nationally in a holiday here goes eight hours whenever that shit come around yeah. here you use that on saved by the bell zach morris faked like he was Jewish and skipped for Yom Kippur to go to a baseball game. And I tried that in middle school and I got suspended and then got in trouble. You're it's a fun story. I was not Jewish and they didn't believe me from only, the rip. Only black Jew I know is shine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is he the prime minister now? I don't know, but I he was, was talking that shit in that running, one clip, yeah. nigga. Um, Sammy Davis Jr. He black. He was in Detroit for Hello, like 10 minutes. Detroit. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, my company gave us Juneteenth off last year. Um, we, we got real, we were sensitive to COVID, but when joy, George Floyd got murdered, my company like was like, Oh no. You see the statue? Yeah. It's kind of weird. I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's more head than body. <laughs> than I, yeah. Pause the statue. I'm, 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 it's hey, but weird. his brother signed yeah. off on it and you know what? If his brother good with it, then I'm good with Just it. It's like Floyd. I'm not Floyd. what you call this nigga? Rick Ross said. Put a statue of one in the city, middle yeah. of the city. Whatever. Hey, do hey, do what you need to do, it's, man. It's Rest in peace, weird. George Floyd, Amar Arbery, Breonna Taylor, all y'all from last year, man. We still miss y'all. We still ride with y'all. Salute to Juneteenth and everyone who celebrated and commemorated, however the fuck you felt like it. But I enjoyed my day off. That's all I'm going to say. My based in the UK, started in Japan, predominantly white-ass company gave me the day off, and I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> so, so they gave you Friday off, even though it was on Saturday. Yeah. So they they treated it like they would any other national yeah. holiday, right? The fourth, for instance, I'm off that Monday, yeah, because it falls on Sunday. 
that Sunday, yeah. nigga. That's just what it is, dog. So I was like, oh, y'all ain't even like faking a funk. Y'all really making sure it's on our calendar. Like, no, you niggas is off that Friday, dog. You know what did piss me off, though? Every time a white person said to me, oh, I forgot we were off Friday. I was like, bitch, it ingrained it in your mind like you do fucking fourth like Memorial last, Day. Like last, last, uh, last Juneteenth, I was at a, a Juneteenth event. It's um, a whole bunch of white folks down there. Mm. And um, everything was like... <laughs> Cool, you know what I'm saying, but it was like something. Every once in a while, you catch somebody looking at the corner. And they're like, "What? <laughs> happy? What? No, nigga, you, you too happy. Let me be happy enough." I've seen a few people kind of upset with um, but what? This what you want? Like white man. people in the media celebrating. Like for instance, uh, Ernie Johnson on NBA. You know Ernie John TNT I Ernie Johnson Ernie, Ernie fam Ernie been <laughs> blacker than a lot of us. You know what's funny? He though? had on the the kente cloth boat tie on Juneteenth. Niggas was going off. Uh, funny was like a Senate hearing on them niggas was in there singing <laughs> the black national anthem, dog. Like dog, that is some wild ass <laughs> shit, no, dog. That and when uh when all the um when all the the members of the house. <laughs> Had on the kente cloths and they got down on one knee yeah. and, and raised their fist and sh- that was wild. Like they was in there to lift up. Like, so that's an example of when white people start wilding. Right? I'm like, <laughs> like making this a holiday and then allowing companies to choose if they give us the day off or not. I'm not mad at. All the apps on my phone is rainbow this month. Can are we gonna get a, a kente cloth on June 19th? Moving forward, I mean, I take one for support. I take one. Show me love. Do we get red, black, and green with February. Uh, uh. Um, yeah, if y'all mad at that, then are we mad at Black History Month being federally acknowledged? Like, we just got to figure out what we really be mad at, dog. Hey, listen, man. We just don't want white people fucking with nothing we got going on. <laughs> and I get it. Black people earn the right to feel that way. I just want us to know, like, we should, we yeah, can I'm, calm down a little bit. This going to be so wild, but boy, it got to be tough to be white <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Niggas hate you for no reason, dog. But, like, for, like you specifically, but, like, <laughs> your people may have did something, but, like, dog, like, think about. Like, you just grew up and, like, <laughs> black people always been so cool and shit. Yeah. And you you want to be down and hang and, like, these your friends and, like, you, you look up to them and you got to walk on eggshells around them because, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And now my no. hero hates me and thinks I'm, like. And then it's, like, some of them really, like, be our friend. Yeah. <laughs> and they really don't hate us for real. It's got to be tough. Like, and then <laughs> having to explain about generational wealth or. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, systematic racism, like I don't know, nigga. I live across the street from you, nigga. Like <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my Not old nigga, white, but. yeah, one of my old white coworkers when I used to work at Quicken. That nigga lived like mad far. He lived in like in Howell or some shit. The nigga said he refused. He was like, he's gonna move closer. Not like once we start making money. Nigga was like, I refuse to move downtown. I don't want to be a part of gentrification. And I looked at him like, who taught you that, dog? I want us to. Sw- I want us to stop that, though. Yeah. Because we hear the word gentrification, we think white. And yeah. white has nothing to do with gentrification. No, that's pure economics, man. Um, you can gentrify your own neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but you'd rather go to Hutch. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to end that convo on that. Um, Speaking of Father's Day, did you watch Fatherhood, Kevin Hart movie? I have not watched it yet. I have not watched it either. I'm glad you haven't because all I've heard is great things about this. We're gonna do that one thing. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I talked to my homeboy yesterday in detail about it. So I I talked to mine, he ain't right. He ain't right. But I still think Yeah. 
one of the two. Yeah, for that's sure. That's a perfect combo to have. So like, yeah, that's gonna be a man, good. He's he ready. Bet. I want to film it too. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Yeah. We're gonna um we're gonna get into that. Let's just pick a day. Do it. I'm gonna probably watch that this week. Yeah. Um. But then obviously once we get a day locked down, this is gonna be a really good episode. That's gonna be a great episode. It's gonna be a, a big episode. It's gonna be great. Um. I'm tagging the fuck out of Kevin Hart when we do it. Um. But if you have not watched Fatherhood, don't trip. We gonna watch it too. Y'all gonna get the review. It's gonna be a really really unique episode for us. Um. Based on the uh, the idea that we we're gonna be running with it. So let us know what y'all thought about Fatherhood though. I heard it's great, but you know, I'd like to hear from our audience, not just like my parents. <laughs> like, but I heard the shit is fire, man. I heard Kevin Hart killed I've it. I've seen a bunch of tears on my time. Yeah, man. this nigga Weezy texted me three million times talking about his wife was crying. Then he texted me ten minutes later, like, "All right, nigga, I broke down." I'm like, "All right, I knew you were breaking down." Thanks for the live tweets. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate While it. You're watching a movie that yeah. I haven't even seen yet. Yeah. Um, did you see this? What I really want to watch. And I'll probably watch this before we watch Fatherhood and review it. Kevin Hart on Red Table Talk with Will Smith hosting instead of Jada. I just saw clips. Every clip I saw was fire. Yeah. I enjoyed all of the conversations they were having. I would love to see Will Smith host that more. Like, Jada, you can't just bottleneck the whole Red Table. It's my Red Table, too. Or just, you know, go get your own shit, Will. Nigga, he need to move that shit right next to hers and do like fucking Black Table Talk. Nigga. Didn't we do an episode called Black Table Talk? I think we did. We for sure did. Y'all go find that list to us. Everything got like be fire. Black Table Talk, Blackberry Letter, everything. Yeah, black. yeah, yeah. We keep it all black, man, because black is where it's at, man. But I do want to watch that on um, that Red Table Talk because, yeah, all the clips was fire. Speaking of Will Smith, man, it got to be rough. Just like it's rough to be white. <laughs> It got to be rough to be Will Smith when she pulling out secret Tupac poems on that nigga 50th birthday. Like, that mean you held that poem for, like, however many years, since 96, nigga. You've been holding that just to bust it out on his 50th, dog. So what you think hurt worse? That one or when his daughter writes a letter to Tupac and says, I wish she was my dad? 100% Willow. <laughs> But right now you're battling for respect between the women in your house. Weezy texting me. He he must have he must oh, Weezy heard his he heard us sitting thread. <laughs> Weezy letting you know, nigga, I cried too. Um Yeah, dog. I mean your daughter writing that she wishes Tupac was her dad has to hurt a lot more. Weezy said he hooked on Blue Therapy. Um, oh shit, dope, dope. Go check Blue Therapy out on YouTube. Um like Look at what Will has to debate. Like, damn, you, which one of these made me feel worse? Like, you want this man who's been dead 20 years before <laughs> before you were born, you want him to be your father? Fam. I'm, he, I'm alive, nigga. I'm li- I've literally <laughs> been your father the whole time. <laughs> like, Will in the house legit just raising his hand to speak at this point. Uh, he, he telling his family, like, like he talking, I don't feel like, why don't you love me, man? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Bro. That's okay. I'm gonna get my own family. I, I, like, I taught myself how to. I taught myself how to cheat. And uh, then hold up. But then they had the nerve to get mad at him yesterday because he took um for Father's Day. He was with all three of his kids. Okay. And uh, his first kid's mother, mm-hmm. and she posted a video of them at dinner. They go on vacation together, fam. It's my child's mother, nigga. I don't hate her. I don't have a bad relationship with her or my child. She giving me respect on this day, fam. As so she should. took him to dinner with. All three kids, including Jada's two, and they was mad at Will. Like, oh, Will messy. Why he go to dinner with his old bit? Fam. And we forgot August Alcina. Fam. So here's what like, I'm like, come yo. On now. When when Jada did the Tupac poem shit, I was like, I, I get it. Jada's tone deaf. 
Because that poem after the August Alcina shit, I get that it was last year, but that was a big fucking event. Jada, your name ain't been in the news that much in a long time, nigga, since set it the fuck off, dog. <sighs> you can't just put out the Tupac. And I get it, her and Pac, they wasn't together. They was, Their relationship was intimate and spiritual. And I don't, Do you not think Pac? At this point, you don't, like... Pac didn't know he was about to die. Uh, yeah, facts. He'd have been told us he fucked up. Like, you the only one keeping that secret that it's not a secret. Uh, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't need the poem. I appreciate any Tupac poetry or, you know, just, like, unheard Pac shit we can get. But, God damn, nigga. Like, Will just got to be tired. It's tough being Will Smith, man. Um, I wonder if he'll, like, acknowledge us. If we let him know, like, we we get his pain, nigga. We know what he's going through. feel like Will should Swiss beats us and let us know. Like, hit us back. Nigga. Yeah. Hit us back. Will Smith, we with you, bro. He fuck around. Come up here with his whole production team and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doing, we be on. <laughs> then the nigga jump out the window when he leave right. and shit, nigga. Um, what else going on? Uh, did you watch? <laughs> I feel bad because I heard it was good. <laughs> I just don't care no more. Did you watch uh, Eve and Trina versus? No. But apparently, like, Everybody who thought Eve was going to win, she... Yeah, I heard Trina smoked her. I don't necessarily know how that happened, um, because I heard the same thing. Again, we're we're down to people who I just know don't have 20 hits. Believe it or not, Trina did have 20 with features and shit. And uh, apparently they did this. I haven't watched it. I'm going to watch it, but they did this one better. Um, It was like an hour and a half. They only did like a, a a hook and a I mean hook and a verse. They kept it back and forth. Everything mm. was good. It wasn't like no long drawn out. They said they started like ten minutes after eight. Okay, and was done by like uh like nine forty five or some shit. Like okay, I can appreciate. I know um Eve was still in the UK. Like yeah. so I could see them maybe trying to have a time right. It was two o'clock in the morning when she yeah was. nigga it's fucking five hours ahead right now. So. Um, all right. Well, I didn't watch it either, so I don't have much to report, but I did hear Trina got busy and Eve was kind of disappointed niggas. Because you got to, like, <sighs> Eve music wasn't ratchet. No. Nah. So, and, like, with a certain crowd, it's not going to... Yeah. Rough Rider-ass niggas like me, I loved Eve shit. <laughs> like, Eve... And Eve had dog-ass features, too. Yeah, but then she, but if she, she, got, she got giant records. Yeah. But a lot of that more, like, pop shit... Yeah, yeah. Going up against nigga, some Trina shake your ass. Uh, First of all, nothing was beating that nigga. Period. And shit, you throw the Trina and um, uh, Killer Mike. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Trina, she was on a lot of joints. Yeah, she was on a went. bunch of remixes that went. Yeah, Any a lot of remixes had a, had a woman on it. They threw Trina on there. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I just feel. Hell like- no, nah, I wanna holler no motherfucking trick. Y'all over there smelling like bunky Yo, somebody uh on the on the Apple podcast, somebody rated us. They gave us a one, right? Shout out to you. Shout out to that listener. I'm sure you still listen. Um, they said we are the best all caps snowfall review on the planet. But they don't like when we would play music during the snowfall review. Like I guess when we would jump in and play some shit. They said they hated that. Stop doing that corny shit. Like, I hate when y'all do that. And they gave us the one star, but said, y'all are absolutely the best Snowfall review on the planet. Bitch, give us a better fucking star, nigga. But salute to you, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate the compliment. Well, I don't care about them goddamn stars. And, nigga, fam, fam. Uh, watch me continue playing this music in the middle of the pot. Oh, yeah.
on no nan, nigga. That's gonna play this music like me. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody got their different different strokes with different folks. Shout out to you though. I appreciate the listen. Yeah, no, nah, we always appreciate the listen, and we appreciate the uh, the star, nigga. I take the one star, nigga, because we still got a five rating. So holler. Oh, what else going on? Let's get some of these voice notes, man. Oh, real quick before we do that. The one thing that Shy has really done for me that I can appreciate. Have you seen the trailer for that? Um, the one and only Dick Gregory that's coming up. No. On stars, my God, this look like it's fun, nigga. This finna be fire. This documentary is finna be fire. Mm. I don't know if it's gonna be like episodic or if it's just gonna be you one on stars. On stars, it comes on right before the shy. Like they keep playing the trailer. The shy come on Showtime. Oh, Showtime! Pardon me, pardon me. I mean stars. Pardon me. Oh. Salute to stars. But before the shy comes on, they play this fucking trailer. Nigga, it looks great, dog. Mm. Like I don't know who's producing it. I don't know if it's gonna be one episode or. <laughs> Whatever, but that <laughs> shit looks fire, nigga. <laughs> Dick, Gregory, Dick Gregory was that dude, that nigga, man. Like, he used to talk to this one dude called like Real to Real or dog. He, I used to feel bad for the dude, dog. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> salute to Dick Gregory, the legend. Rest in peace. Love Dick um, Gregory, man. He he, one of them dudes who he put me on the he put me on to that evil uh, man that y'all know as uh, Jesse Jackson. Uh, mm. That he's really a traitor and uh, was involved in the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. I would say that shit every fucking chance I get. He's a devil. Like, um, Dick Gregory is one of them comedians who, he he's like a generation ago, or two, three generations ago, Dave Chappelle, where this stopped, shit is funny. He stopped being a, he literally stopped yeah. being a top comedian to do full-time yeah, activism. I want to talk my shit. And again, thinking of Dave Chappelle, think about the last couple things he did, nigga. I came out there, I gave you niggas maybe two jokes and a bunch of lessons, nigga. I love it, dog. Salute to Dick Gregory. I can't wait till that comes out. It drops 4th of July weekend. I think that's Saturday. Um, all right. Which is wild. Seven yeah. months in, my nigga. Yeah, we're at the 4th of July already. Oh, shit. Before we get to these voice notes, I forgot I got a Blackberry letter. Hang on. Hang on. We out popping in these streets. All right. This was actually kind of wild because um, it was just funny. All right. Well. Y'all know how it go every week. When y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. This week's Blackberry letter is brought to you by Juneteenth, a newly federal holiday. <laughs> All right. So a lot of people were going in on Monique after the bonnet shit, right? We talking about bonnets. Yeah. And I get that. But then they started going on in Monique or going in on Monique because she doesn't shave her legs. She goes through all that talking about women and what's womanly, but she's a knowing non shaver. (laughs) So talking with my father over the weekend, He thinks that hair on a woman is so sexy and that recent generations have been brainwashed by the razor companies to believe that shaving is the woman thing to do. It was all just a marketing ploy, he said, just like diamonds. (laughs) He said, Bic is akin to De Beers. (laughs) It was a ploy to make more money by attracting female consumers to what they deemed womanly. We're deeply impacted by advertising messages and therefore societal pressure. I'll give my father that. But the messaging has sunk in for me. This is a woman, by the way. The messaging has sunk in for me. I'm too far in. I cannot let my legs go unshaved. What say y'all would love to hear a man's perspective, another man's perspective? Do you think that you like smooth legs on a woman because of commercials or could you deal with your woman not shaving? 
I like smooth legs on the rumen because they feel good while they're wrapped around me. Fuck the commercial, okay? Like, here's the thing. Here's here's <laughs> how when I'm in the I mean, yeah. like when I'm on, when I'm with the like, no, fuck the commercial. I don't need to be say 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 it's deeper than rap. Yeah, <laughs> it's Not, deeper than Nino Brown. The hair on my legs gets tangled up with the hair on your legs. Now we stuck together like it's a potato sack. So race. that's where I come in, or my thoughts come in. I honestly, I don't care. Like anytime Shorty ever be like, "Oh, I ain't shaved today." Like I don't like, care. How much, like how much are we talking? I don't care, but I don't want you as hairy as me because I'm a hairy nigga. So, like, you don't have to like 100 percent of the time. Like there is yeah, your shit ain't gotta spe- be bald all like, day. Like you shouldn't look like one of the homies. You shouldn't. I don't want to feel me when I hug you. That's my whole thing. So, but you know, whatever. Like you know. I have. I don't think this has nothing to do with Bic. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> like, but I did like them saying, like, who the fuck is Monique? I didn't realize they were saying that about Monique. Like, how you going to tell us what's womanly and what's dope, and you don't even shave? Hey. If Monique, man, like her being hairy, he probably the one who told her not to shave. Nigga. That man, like, I know why he like it. Because he, <laughs> he want to feel him when he hug her. Yes, that's You know it. what I'm saying? Relax. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had one. I had one. I had one. I held it up. I held it up. Oh, shit. Shout out to Trig. <laughs> oh, shit. And on that, we get into the shy voice notes, man. Uh, salute to the homie for sending that in. Um, and why are you and your dad talking about that on Father's Day? <laughs> Y'all wild. <laughs> Where your mom at? Um, this nigga said the beers is like the he big. said big is akin to the beers, no, nigga. nigga. You you've been akin to drinking a beer, <laughs> nigga. Her daddy definitely it. thought about that shit for a while. I don't, oh man. And um, another thing. <laughs> so this voice note comes from the homie June Museum of June. Follow him on everything. Go buy some art. Have my dog hook you up with some. Before I play the note, I want to read his email. He had a couple short sentences in here. If you separate the first two seasons from these last two, it's not a terrible show. It's awful, but it's not terrible. (laughs) And the voice note goes a little something like this. What's going on, family? I just want to give a few shout outs to some of the things I liked about this particular episode of The Shot. My first one. Suede. I feel like Suede is the most consistent, positive male role on the shot. Secondly, I got to give a shout out to Emmett. He been killing these past two episodes on the emotional scenes between him and Tiff and now him and his dad. Thirdly, wait, hold on. Before I get to third, also, I know you guys often talk about how Kevin used to be the best um, actor on the show. I feel like he killed this role. This this little scene, you know, when he found out what he found out. Um, and also the song that was playing is called Jealous by UK singer named Labyrinth. Amazing song. Check it out. And they also put um, Giveon Heartbreak Anniversary in uh, like two episodes ago. Two great songs. I, I got to give them a shout out. But thirdly, Whoever directed this episode did an amazing job towards the end on the ballroom scene was shot beautifully. Um, The scene uh, between Trig and Rashad 
at the pool hall, how they was doing a little back and forth that was shot beautifully. And the scene where I think this is where the title of the episode comes from, the spook who sat by the door. When Duda was going to the roof, it was a little scene where somebody looked like they was watching them. And um, I think they're trying to play that part up to see if it's um, either Tracy or Jim and Dad. One of them is the spook who sat by the door. I say all that to say this. I was perfectly fine with this episode being the best episode of the season until I saw the preview for next episode. The only thing I got to say about that shit the brat, the brat. Like I guess you from Chicago, but that, it looked like pure fuckery on the next episode, and I can't wait to not pay attention to it. <laughs> Gentlemen, first of all, you ain't you ain't putting me up on labyrinth, nigga. I, I know jealous, nigga. And to add a little more texture to it. Um, back in the early Instagram days, Luke James sang that when he was dating, uh, what's the white girl name that could sing? Jesse J. He sang that to her. They was laying in the bed like it was COVID and shit, and they couldn't go outside. He sang that to her, but that was a great song choice. That's a beautiful fucking song, and Labyrinth is my nigga, so salute to that. Um, what you think about June's voice note? He said a lot in there that I thought... I agree. Um, the way they filmed the one scene right before Dude, I goes to the roof. The name of this episode was Spook that sat by the door? Oh, my, my very first note, Jay, under the shy. Why the fuck was this episode named The Spook that sat by the door? I get where you're trying to correlate it, June. So, if it was um, that, then Lena was still reaching no matter what, bro. So I watched this shit through Apple TV, the Apple TV app, right? Um, so I don't. I just watch the episode and I be gone. So mm-hmm. I don't get nothing. And the only reason, only reason I know about like the previews and everything is when I, I follow the YouTube page for Showtime to shine. I see that. So I haven't seen the shit and I didn't see the name of the episode or nothing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just watched the episode and I'm, I'm out the fuck. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. The spook who, the sat, spook by the who sat by the door. Jim and daddy clearly shot the nigga. They've been, they've been, they've been showing, they've been, Brewing. They've been brewing it. They've been like, brewing it. It clearly was him. Um, because he clearly told him where he was. Like it was uh, him. I I saw the way they filmed it initially. First time I watched it, when they're showing, when they like pan out from him and the dad talking, and dude I goes, and then they show Jim and dad walk off, but they're from the other side of the ballroom. A, a nigga walked by and I saw like a shadow, and I was like, oh shit! But then when I rewound it, I realized it was just a white person who was in the room. Like a old fat white man could be a shooter, but could be the spook. Could be. <laughs> they definitely filmed that like somebody was watching Duda's moves from across the way. Um, Shout out to I don't know if y'all have read the book The Spook Who Sat by the Door. You should have because this would be like the ninth time we reference it this or, year. Uh, or watched the movie that came out like in seventy six. Yeah, um, and it was based in Chicago. Yeah, facts. Uh. 73. 73. 73, the film you know, came out. You know how, look how this shit rolled around. You know how I found out? Mm. I was watching something on Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory was talking about Martin Luther King's assassination. Okay. And half of the program was him, and the other half um, 
was uh god damn mom why his name just do me that damn hmm. um jesus christ i can't think of my man name i'm gonna have to what time is it i'm gonna have to edit this shit in um i can't think of the gentleman's name he's passed away now okay. um damn what does he do? You remember? He's a he's a like an activist. Yes, got you. Um, and he put me on to the other half of the the assassination attempt. Got it. Um, got it. but he put me on the spook who sat by the door, um, because he was damn near one himself. Mm. Um, but he put me on all that shit, and then this, and he was from Chicago. Yeah, the whole nine yards. He broke he broke down the spook who sat by the door, mm-hmm. which made me go find the book, which made me go find the movie. Yeah, and. He was based out of Chicago as well. And then this being the name of this title and it's based on the shot. That's just a full circle because Dick Gregory just came We was just out. talking about Dick Gregory. Yeah, no, salute to that. And um, I again, June, if that was the the reference they was going for, I I think it's a reach, but I, I can see where you are, where you might have pulled that out of. Let's see. Um, We got another voice note from the God. Y'all favorite, everybody's favorite, Rob Silva. We taking a guess? Where's this? Where's Rob Silva at? Last uh, week he shocked us. He was chilling on the couch, relaxing. He on a, he on a, he on a, wait a minute, how's COVID? He on a train, dog. He gotta be on the train. Like Rob, if you're not on the train, I don't even know where you at. Let's see what the guy is talking about. What's up, family? I guess Lena, like uh, both you felt. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Yo, immediately Rob let us know I'm at the bodega. And I'm recording this before I go in and get my fucking cheese sandwich. Uh, all right, hang on. Hang on. All right, we're going to start that over. Sorry, Rob. You my man. What's up, family? I guess Lena, like uh, both you fellas have claimed in the past, is just ripping off power and um, Courtney's scripts. Because uh, this shit was very similar to power a couple of years ago when they had the whole James St. Patrick murder mystery. I'm hoping, Ant, that you're right and that the the guy who shot Duda is Jason Mitchell because that's the only way this uh, program can be resurrected. Quick musical question for you uh, Detroit brothers. Was watching the unsung documentary on Keith Washington. And this was a question I've been wanting to ask people from Detroit for years. They showed he started performing at the Fox Theater. Now, you know, we have the Apollo Theater here in Harlem, which is a landmark and a historical, historical uh, place for music grace to start. In you guys' opinion, is the Fox Theater on that same level? Is that the Apollo of Michigan? Talk to you, brother, soon. Uh, long st- long answer short, yes. Um, there there used to be um other smaller ones, yeah. but but the long story short, yes. Um, I was there at the Fox with um uh, right before COVID, a couple months before COVID um kicked off with um a bunch of comedians, um some more Guy Tory, um. George Carlin, not George Carlin. Uh, George, what's the black George? Uh, uh, I don't know. I was about to say Floyd. Um, <laughs> fuck. Um, <laughs> Bruce, like a whole bunch of people and shit. When I was, we was backstage and I yeah, was just yeah. looking at all the legendary names that were on the wall. Um, and I just took a picture of everybody, the actual signatures of 
everybody that you can possibly think of that are still backstage, you know, at the Fox. Um, the Fox is like a legendary. Yeah. Uh, the Fox is legendary. Fox is the here. Fox, man. I know um, there's a Fox in a lot of major cities, but the one here in Detroit is huge. Um, I imagine back in uh, Keith Washington's day, the Fox was not only a place that you wanted to play if you were already famous, but yeah. a place that was available for you to play if you were still coming up. I don't know that it's, at least musically, I don't know that it's, used for that as much nowadays but i imagine back in you know the 70s 80s early 90s the fox was probably like yo if you could book something there as i mean a, the fox wasn't like your first start off place no 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 you might like, have been in like in the gym well we yeah. refer to as the gym yeah yeah around the corner mm-hmm. oh steve coakley is the gentleman name i couldn't think of got you um, got steve you. coakley if y'all want to know what i'm talking about y'all can go to youtube and type in the murder of dr martin luther king jr um, Dick Gregory and Steve Coakley it's four parts um, there was even a, a part on there where a brother said it was only as I stepped to the side so the assassin can get a clear shot mm. she mm. slipped out mm. wow it's neither here nor there no 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 but um, yeah man uh, to, to your question Rob uh, Keith Washington performing at the Fox I feel like yeah I, I remember College dropout, Kanye. Mm-hmm. That was at the Fox. That's, that's that's that was at the Fox. My number two concert ever. I was there, fam. It was amazing. Me and this nigga Jay been crossing paths for literally thirty some years. And after I left there, I went up to Michigan State that night. <laughs> <laughs> Same nigga. Like I, I went, went right back to my uh, dorm, nigga. I went up to Michigan State that night. Real nigga shit. My L's was suspended, and I had to catch the fucking bus back up there. Man, Shout great, out to me, man, but that um, was a great fucking concert. It was amazing, bro. dog. And being in there and having um. What's uh, Slum Village? Oh my God! Matter of fact, dog. you know who I was at the Fox with Mark Curry, mm. um, and I was backstage filming Mark Curry. Wow! Matter of fact, I'm gonna upload that footage on the on the YouTube tomorrow. That's dope. That's um, a moment. And he was, you know, showing the shuffling his papers like Detroit. You do, you doing all this Detroit? Yo, Mark Curry, very four twenty friendly. Okay, okay. I'm talking about loads of it. Yeah. I'm like, nigga, how did you get this here? <laughs> Damn. He was, he, was, like, he was back there ready. Mark Curry. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, who else? All right, we got the homie name tag sent in a voice note. Let's see what my dog talking about. What up, Ant? What up, Jay? This name tag. Man, I, I said this on Twitter. I had thoughts pending, and I tried to narrow it down as short as possible, but... Man, Jenna's character, I'm I'm fed up. I, I it's is it's annoying. Her character is pretty annoying. It it seemed like with every episode, they keep making her wardrobe appear as though another Montgomery bus boycott is about to pop off. Like why y'all keep dressing her up in these Selma costumes? I, I don't I don't get it. it. It's pointless. Like her character is super annoying and, and it's getting like more Billy annoying. Holiday. Finally though, we we didn't have no um random out the blue unnecessary sex scenes i did think when dre asked nina to join her in the shower and my was mind, i there. was like now watch in the shower they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna flick to a shower scene and we're gonna see some random dildo in the shower caddy <laughs> and knowing lena but it didn't happen so you know we didn't get any random sex scenes jason weaver's character he doesn't need to return and we don't need an explanation he can uh, his character just kind of like go away and not come back and it wouldn't really matter <laughs> It was a slap in the face, I think. 
at the end uh, with Duda being shot by the mystery shooter on the roof. I thought it was a slap in the face to the late, great James St. Patrick. <laughs> they need to stop with the uh, with the who shot ghost ripoff. I thought with the uh, Keisha scenes with old dude at the restaurant. Well, you know, at her um, at her job. I thought those were cool. That was some good acting right there. And uh, Emmett with his mom and uh, also the scene with his pops. I, I thought that was cool. Overall, tolerable episode. Wasn't like great compared to the others. I mean, it, it was decent, but it wasn't like, oh, this is the best episode. No, it, it was decent. I mean, it, R. Kelly is still behind this. Though. I, I stand by that. I think he's been ghostwriting from jail because this, this feels like one long, drawn-out, trapped-in-your-closet series. <laughs> trapped in the shy. But that's that's all I got. I'm out. Hey, name tag. We appreciate you. Um, I Yo, feel like y'all niggas is in competition to do the best voice <laughs> note every week. <laughs> this shit is great every week. So that nigga, he, he doesn't need to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gonna talk about this nigga Rashad, bro. <laughs> Cause it's why? Too many plots. Why, dog? They doing so much. And here's the thing: to um to uh, who wrote that? June. To June's point, next week the brat coming. Like I knew the brat was coming. Yeah, because we heard I, we, before we, the we show. We got a list of every. Per- when a twister popping up, like <laughs> fucking JoJo Capone gonna be in this. Oh bitch. shit! No disrespect, none, none. at all. By the way, uh, <laughs> literally none. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I'm not from 63rd. <laughs> Tell you where I'm not from right now. It's 63rd. Um, like, yo, what's going on? How niggas from 63rd let them get the 63rd Street mob off on this show? Like, come on, dog. Y'all making it hot. How about I never put that correlation? <laughs> Y'all making again? it hot. Y'all making it real hot, dog. All right, man. Um, shout out to the homie Shay Jones sent in a note. Let's hear from oh, the ladies. Shit, we, hey, we lit No, no, no. We got, we got these voice notes getting off this week, man. That tells me the episode's either horrible or they, tolerable. They're getting worse. I'm looking at the numbers. <laughs> People are stopping watching. They're not, they not watching the show no more. No, nah, they're, they're not. They're not. And they fucking up our shit. <laughs> like, relax, dog. All right, Shay Jones, what's happening? Hey, guys. Uh, Shay is in on the uh, train. Hold on, you on the L. Shay, really us nothing this season. Um, nope, nope, nope. Shay, Shay, I love you too much. <laughs> she sound like she in, a, she in the room sneaking. You sound- <laughs> <laughs> Who you there talking to? Dre, she in the stairwell with Gemma. <laughs> you in the stairwell with Gemma. Shay, resend that voice note. I will play it next week, but I don't know what you saying. That shit is low as hell. My volume was at the max. I don't want to disrespect whatever your opinion is by playing that damn low ass note. The final voice note we got before we get to the. It's a lo fi beat. You feel me? what all the hip hop uh, like these days. This last voice note before we get to the review is from the homie Macho, man. See what he doing down in Vegas. Mach, what up? Peace, family. It's Macho, man. What's going on? Um, yo, I really like this episode of The Shy, yo. That's crazy, man. Don't crucify me, but I'm going to give it five Ray-Bans and uh, three Jamie Foxx frames. You know, we got to <laughs> shop black. So, shout out to the Jamie Foxx frames. But, yo, I think this is the poweriest episode of The Shy I've ever seen in my life. Tell me Otis Du Perry die ain't look like he was walking through truth in that opening scene, man. Like... Come on, family. And then the angles they shot Kev at when he was looking for Jimmy and Jake, it just came off very powery to me, man. A couple of scenes that I love, though, 
Uh, the scene with Keisha when she was at work, she was having those Braxton Hicks contractions and shit. I know my wife used to have them, so I know how trill they get and how they kept showing uh, the different clocks, showing the different times, man. That's, that was that was kind of dope. It had a Jordan Peele feel, you feel me? And the scene with Emmett and Jada uh, that y'all played the audio of last week, man, that was a, that was a dope scene. Like, I, I thought the audio of it y'all played last week was dope, but actually watching it, man, Jacob Lattimore looking a lot less studly. And he, he got in his acting bag. And it just goes to show you that Father's Day ain't shit because the scene with him and Darnell wasn't nearly as impactful. So that's just my thoughts on that, you know. And lastly, man, I thought I thought Otis, Du Perry, Die, and, and Tracy read the wrong lines at the end. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's talking about some going to the roof, care to join me, let me shake a few hands. for. I'm like, that's his line and that's her line. I don't know, but the episode was pretty solid to me. I enjoyed it, man. It was better than a lot of the other ones, man. Let me know what y'all think, man. Peace. Yo, saying Jacob Lattimore looked less studly is funny <laughs> as fuck. Because he got facial hair now. I think that's why he looks He like grew that. that little strap beard, just to let y'all know. Nigga, strap on. What's up? Wow. <laughs> Strapped on. And you know what's so funny? When uh, Name Tag said he thought he was going to see a random dildo and shit. No, I really thought they was headed there. That's when we should have... That was the first episode of season three. Yeah. That's when we should have knew something was up. Fam. Like, but... That, that was wild. That was wild that she took us down that road. Hey, though. yo, we gotta go listen. I gotta go listen to season three, episode one episode. But you know what's funny? We might need to listen to episode two, because I remember thinking... I didn't see the dildo the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so we might got to check one and two to see which one we caught the dildo on, nigga. But so I um, never actually, I still I never actually saw it because I didn't go back to look for it. Yeah. But uh, I so, know it was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say you felt it. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh, no. shit. All right, man. So let's get into the episode. Episode five, the spook who sat by the door. Um... Hated the title. I again to to June's point. Even if that whole spook setup that June mentioned in his voice note was why they named it this, I still think it was very terribly titled. Um, but Lena be trying to make shit like deep me, or me, cryptic me, or whatever. Let me, let me let me explain. Let me get this off. Um, I'm explaining why um, the issue that I found with the shy. Mm. Um, in this particular episode, I mean, there were a lot of good things in this episode, a lot of good topics. And I think this kind of sums it up perfect. Mm-hmm. You can represent all of the people some of the time. Yeah. You can represent some of the people all of the time. But you can't represent all of the people all of the time. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. And I think with this show, Lena is trying to represent all of the people, all of the struggles, all the different groups, all of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's making for a bad show. It feels like there's a hodgepodge of things that are just thrown out there. Yeah, Everything seems forced because you're trying to represent everybody all of the time. You don't have to do that. No, no. Like every group doesn't have to be represented for the sake of representation. Mm-hmm. They only have to be represented if it actually fits the story. Or it makes sense. Like so some- it's like it's like last year, right, when they introduced Imani. And we said from the rip, give a fuck that she's a trans woman. Like, that don't bother me at all. What does her character 
have to do with what the story is just, you know what I'm saying? Like what's cause again, nigga, uh, trig, another character trig isn't trans. He's just trig. What does his introduction have to do with the story? Trig character is lost fam. I don't know what trig is. So that's what Trigg's character lost. Imani's character lost. They're trying to make her more assertive in the story this year. But I think in doing that, you're also like missing a big storyline. Fam, if you wanted to make either of the last two seasons about don't Trigg sex trafficking. Drugs. Don't don't say Trigg sell drugs. For Duda. So how are you expecting me to go out and clean up the streets and I'm making the streets? Dirty? I'm putting drugs in the streets. And Imani looking at him like. Ain't you supposed to be like, Nick, I'm not the police. We're going to get to her real soon because I have a problem with they're they're making. I've always said that Trig is unnecessarily angry at everything. They're making Imani that way. She's not pleasant on the screen ever anymore. Like complain, complain, complain. Like, and God I, damn. And I, I think like, I get it. The the you're trying to show. I get what you're trying yeah. to show. And I, I understand it. But this is the issue where you're trying to please everybody at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can please everybody sometimes. Yeah. Can't please everybody every time. Everybody need everybody does not need representation in every single thing. And everybody here's the thing. Everybody doesn't need representation. And that struggles too. In, not like people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Nigga, even um damn, Nina said something when they were talking about uh when she was talking to Dre about Keisha, oh, when she was like, I don't know why you want to have this home birth anyway. Why we can't just go to the hospital? You want to be a hotel. And it's just like, you're literally trying to throw all the black tropes into the story. And we don't need them. We never asked for them. Like, the whole water birth, the whole nine. It, you know, I'm with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that whole section was beautiful. Um the affirmations, the, like, I think that's great. In a vacuum, that's great. Yeah. But with everything else, it just seems like, it just seems like a lot. It seems like you're trying to, all right, we got to do something for these people. We got to yeah. do something for these people. You know, we got these kind of people. We got we to gotta tune in. We got to. Oh. So, my, I, I stated on Twitter, because last week I asked um, if I was the only one who thought that that was, like, possibly the worst episode of the series. And I said on Twitter today, correction. I think this one was the worst. And my reason why isn't that there weren't good scenes. It isn't that there wasn't some really good acting from some of these characters. This was, for me, the most disjointed episode of all the episodes. Like, literally nothing happening at any stage went together. Even, let's let's talk about the highlight, because I'm, I'm all about what Jacob Lattimore did this episode. His character going to speak to his mom and then having that moment with Darnell. Fam, we ended last episode with your nasty weirdo wife sitting on your lap trying to console you and telling y'all y'all just work and da-da-da. And then she wasn't even here. We don't even know that she knows his mom has cancer. One. Well, no, they did. He didn't say that last week. Well, they well he started crying. I mean, it was assumed. It, but then... Like, she wouldn't assume that Jada got cancer. She knew something was wrong. You know what I'm saying? It was assumed that they had a conversation once the... Once but the, with the all the shit y'all been showing from them, show me that conversation. Because why I want to see that is, when I don't see her on the episode, am I to assume that she out fucking Dante while my mama got cancer, nigga? And I just... Like, where's your wife when you just broke down? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... 
from week to week, every episode feels like the episode prior never happened. Like they're trying to create new stories every week to your point centered around everything. So this week felt like the, the culmination of all of that disjointedness. So, um, let's get into it though, man. So the episode was supposed to be centered around the gala that dude I was having, right? What, what is this gala? Fam, they literally never, they showed Tracy buying a dress for this shit last week. They did not mention what this was for. This was to announce his Olympic plan, nigga. Yo, which I just want to go there right now because we're talking about it. This nigga dude I said, hold on, hold on, let me get to it. He said, in his speech, <laughs> I'm proposing a racially equitable bid for the Olympics. And then he said, some of y'all looking at me like, what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. And then they played fucking BJ the Chicago kid while he was up there saying what it means. Nigga, I don't know what that means. I'm the audience, dog. <laughs> like, The writers don't know what it means. Fam, what does a racially equitable bid for the Olympics mean, dog? Because all these talking points from our... The people that we choose to elect are just talking points. They don't mm-hmm. have actual substance. Damn. Defund the police doesn't make sense in real life. Yeah. Like it makes sense on a on a business card or me on some flashcards and on, on Twitter posting. What does it actually mean? Because yeah. you see what this shit on television look like? That's what it that's what you're gonna fucking get. Yeah. Like it don't it don't mean anything. What is a you mean to tell me you want the entire world to come to Chicago after you defunded the police? Yeah. Nigga, you need more police. Fam. They're going to be so many police. The world. Like, I need you to emphasize the world, nigga. You need, the, you need police, secret service. You, it's the, the Olympics. Fam, has the Olympics been in the U.S. since Atlanta in 96? I don't believe so. So we know what happened in Atlanta in 96. A fucking bomb went off. We need the police. The last time it was in 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 the U.S. Um, was in Los Angeles. It's fucking terrorist attack. Fam, niggas with guns. Fam. <laughs> like it was an actual. A little so the last because that was L.A. in the eighty four, right? Eighty something. Because that was I they, think they eighty four, eighty eight was in. They even talked about it on uh, Snowfall. I think eighty eight might have been Korea. Eighty four was, was L.A. Ninety six was Atlanta. There were literally terrorist attacks at both. So if you bring it to Chicago. You may want to have some law enforcement. Keep niggas away from 63rd. <laughs> I mean. Like, it, at, at, the, <laughs> at the point where you got kids killing each other left and right. Yeah, real life. Stay the fuck away from here. We don't want that. Yeah. I I just, I, I when he said it, I'm not going to lie. That was one of the few scenes this episode that I really sat up and listened to what he was saying. Because I think they give yeah, his character a to, bunch of bullshit. You're not about to get no substance from this shit. But I really, when he said, y'all want me to explain what that means, right? I legit out loud said, hell yeah. And I was like, what are you finna say? And then they played the music over it as they showed him talk and explain what it meant. And I was like, fam. That's what they do in real life. Y'all thought that was artistic. That's when your little politician friend, they get up there, they say a whole bunch of shit, and then they, then they act Throw like the they fucking, did something. Man, all right. But um, the episode opened up, speaking of dude, I, it was dude I walking through the kitchen like, um, Who's that that mentioned that? Was that uh James name St. tag? Patrick. Yeah, like name tag mentioned he was walking through the kitchen like he was going through truth. And um he feeling himself right now, which I don't get because you still haven't done anything. Like all this wild shit you want to do, like you haven't enacted. 
anything. So we're walking through the kitchen into the great room where the, the gala is going to be held. And Marcus, who I just learned his name this episode, Gemma's dad, he's instructing Tracy and everybody else on essentially what they need to be doing and the importance of this gala, why it's a big deal. Last time we had this many people come to our city was 1880, whatever. And I was like, okay, you giving us some context. I'm not mad at the historical ad. And then this is where shit got immediately weird. So Tracy went up to Duda, thanked her, thanked him for giving her intrigued a chance to try to change the city and da, 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 da. And then she was like, do you know anything about that girl that was murdered from that trap house? He said, I don't know nothing about it. Okay, cool. Keep your name out of it. You probably know some about it, but keep your name out of it. Fuck it. Then she goes, well, if you don't know about it, I'm sure you know somebody who does. And he was like, look, I ain't ever tell you I was no saint. You know my history, but I don't got shit to do with whatever the fuck happened to that trap house girl. Yeah, this is one of my favorite lines of the whole episode. Fam. <laughs> she was like, well, you know, like, what are you saying? Oh, no, he kind of giggled. And she was like, oh, so you think I'm funny? That nigga, dude, I said, look, you can either deal with it or get the fuck on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but here was my thing. That's when I first started realizing everything they have him say is a one-liner. Is a one-liner. They trying to make him like this weird, smarmy kind of, it's just like, remember, remember when he was smart and cunning and savvy and like, I appear this way on this side, but on this side, I'm this way. Nigga was smooth. He could flip either way. And then, hold up. Remember when, for instance, when the nigga used to go at Ridge, and he would be having a very, like, I'm trying to tell you how to conduct business in this gang for the company, when they used to call 63rd the company. And then that nigga would just snap and turn into, like, this evil, crazy motherfucker. That was the great dude I. <laughs> Telling her you can deal with it or get the fuck on is great, but in that setting... When her whole speech is supposed to be about how great you are as a mayor, my nigga, it was just something real weird about having him say that at that moment, dog. So then we went right into the fuck shit. And this is where the majority of my hate for this episode comes. Kevin and Gemma. Kevin was texting. It was that scene where they were showing the text. I hated how they displayed that, by the way. Like, just show the normal, like, bubble. That's fine. You don't have to have Gemma cover my whole screen and then the text down. It like was weird. The, the context clues. Put one on one side of the screen. Fam. Other, like, I don't know. It was weird. But they showed Kevin texting Gemma. He was like, yo, got my tux for the gala. You want to see? She said, nah. And he was like, figure we, you know, you could see. So make sure like we matching and shit with what you wear. She was like, nah, I'm cool. Nigga was like, so you don't want to see my tux? Nah, it ain't that big of a deal. He was like, it's a big deal to your dad. She was like, yeah, he care way more about this shit than I do. Everything's a big deal. She blowing this nigga off, right? But, so this is annoying. And it's fucked up. I feel bad for, I, I feel bad for, uh, for Kev. But this is what 14 year olds do. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be in lo- madly in love with somebody on Tuesday. One day. And then next Monday, I like his best friend. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's some shitty shit. Right. But like that, it literally is like that. We've all been there. But then he committed the Cardinal thirsty nigga sin. He called her after the text was dry. He called her. Man. That's the Cardinal sin, dog. I mean, these young niggas know better than we did back in our day. Cause they got more access. So they created these rules. No, nah, I'm calling. I'm not calling. Not when you texting me like you don't want to talk to me. So I'm about to find out for sure. I'm small. But he I'm, called her. I'm gonna get to the point. Like if we ain't about to drop. We ain't about to drop. We ain't about to 
to to draw this out, either we can we can cut we yeah. can cut ties like immediately. Go cut her fro. Cut her shit smooth off. Walk past her with the clippers, nigga. Just like Lady Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga called her. He was like, yo, you want me to come over? <laughs> Nothing about her text said come over. <laughs> like, Kevin don't know context clues for shit. She was like, nah, I'm cool. I don't feel like dealing with my daddy's shit and having a high day five minutes when he come in my room. That nigga was like, all right, well, you know, I guess I'll talk to you later, then. I love you. She said, love you, too. Whole time, Jake sitting right there. Jake, you a bitch, dog. I know you 14, but you a bitch. So, I, I, I don't. My issue is, like, why they do this? For no reason. Like you didn't need to create this conflict. Like I like it seemed like why would you like these are friends for like why would y'all do that? Fam. Like I don't understand why Jake would do that to him. And then didn't even do it like on some like, yo, I'm just oblivious. And the nigga said, yo, much that nigga might get on my nerves, that's still my brother. So you know this foul, Jake. Why you doing this? I don't and understand. then why he say you need to tell him? No, Jake, that's still your brother. If she won't, you and he even threatened her with it. If you won't, I will. Whole time he didn't. He just used that to get her to do it, dog. Like, I don't understand. Nigga, do you remember when we were excited about Kevin potentially going to like the good school on the north side? Like, yo, he finally get to go like be smart. We don't even know how he's doing academically, dog. He doing poor. Oh yeah, he even got suspended and shit. Nigga, great as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, you right, you right. My nigga fucking up, man. Um, I thought Jake was gone, live a better life. He's still at Reggie House because he don't like Duda. Why don't he like Duda? He, they trying to uh, to wreak him. Like, I get it. Duda you killed out, your brother. Even before then, you found out you found out that Duda was an actual G. Man. You seen him stump somebody out, and now you got scared. Nigga, your brother killed niggas. Fam. Season one, when they killed Trice, the old leader of 63rd on the street level, that nigga, Jake, ran in there to see his brother kill him after he said, stay outside. Stay outside. The old nigga, the, the Tracy uh, baby dad, literally said, hey, little man, stay out there. Nigga ran right in to see Reggie shoot this nigga in the head. Now you hate, eh, whatever. Anyway, um, all right. I'm tired of Dre and Jada. Because it's childish, the way that Dre is approaching this. I get Jada saying, yo, I don't want anybody pitying me. I don't want, like, let me kind of live a little bit with this news before we start telling people. But to the point you made so eloquently last week, Nina is my wife. I understand you want to keep shit secret, but now that you've officially told me that Emmett know, I'm telling my wife. I would have told her before Emmett knew personally if it was Aunt. And then I'm going to tell my wife not to mention it to you. Yes. Because when I say some shit, she going to listen. And I'm if the, she does mention it to you, now she's violating my trust in her. Apparently she got the BDE in the relationship. I mean, come on, nah. Who got the big dildo energy in this bitch? I don't know. But Dre, I don't know who got the... But Dre is really kind of shocking me that she's like so like... Man, she, and then she put it like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to tell her because, you know, she don't think I'm out here with one of these Instagram thoughts. What? Why would she think that? I don't think you just on the gram getting hoes. I don't think you got no hoes, Dre. Even if you are, your wife is already going through your phone and thinking you're doing weird shit. She saw the weird text from Jada, so she know you be with Jada. But to make sure she don't know or think that you and Jada doing shit, just tell her, yo, babe. Jada's real sick, and she didn't want me to say nothing to nobody. But 
I had to let you know because I don't want this causing a rift between me and you. I don't want you thinking I'm out doing something I wouldn't do. But and stop fucking lying, dumb lies. Keep it low, fam. I just came from the gym. The gym, nigga. You're in, in a Tim's? full outfit. <laughs> you got on clothes. Where your where your gym bag? Where your sweat? You ain't sweat. Oh, you working out without me? Oh, this is supposed to be our uh... New Year's resolution. She like, I know. So why would you go without me? Yo, that I'm with Dre on that one though. Because if she had really worked out without you, like, why is that an issue? Sometimes couples be wanting to do too much together. Like, fam, if I work out on my own, like, you you will live, my nigga. We don't have to go together to the gym, nigga. You can't even spot me. Like, relax. <laughs> I right, calm down, dog. But, um, I, again, I understand Jada saying, I don't necessarily want anybody to know this yet, but, Dre, put your foot down and just be like, yo, Jada, I feel you, but I had to tell Nina. That's my wife. I'm not keeping that secret from her. And not only is she my wife, she your friend, too. Something else that happened in this scene that I wasn't really, like, the greatest fan of, Jada asked Nina to execute, or I'm sorry, Jada asked Dre to execute her will. And I appreciate Dre for what she said. Ain't that something Emma's supposed to do? You have a child, my nigga. Like, he here. He alive. He in the restaurant we eating at right now. Like, Talking about, I don't know if he, he responsible. Nigga, he runs this fucking restaurant that we're at right now. Nigga, He's is, married. Is Dre responsible enough, nigga? Because her house in shambles right now. So what the fuck? Dre was out here trying to hit niggas with a uh, <laughs> uh, fucking crowbar. Niggas in the leg with a crowbar. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I don't like how much they've tried to like undermine Emmett's character. Undermine any man on the show. Facts. But like with Emmett, it's been, it's been very disappointing because of how much growth we were starting to see from him. And we still see it in a lot of areas. Like to your point, he clearly running this restaurant. What looks like successfully, but goddamn, like he can't execute his mama. Will she ain't say make you, you the power of attorney. It's execute, making sure the shit that I've already agreed to gets done. Well, nigga, you live in a two bedroom, a one bedroom apartment. What fuck you got? <laughs> what 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 what's in this wheel? God damn it! Yeah, I want you to get my braids too, um, EJ. Like, like you know, we stay. Me and my family stay here in your living room. Like we know what you got. Like, literally, you ain't got I, no money. Yo, get these pancakes to sway. You was a CNA a couple weeks ago, <laughs> cause you ain't been a nurse in a long time, nigga. You got fired season one, but whatever. Um, she ain't never at work, by the way. She ain't never got no scrubs I don't know on. how she... Like, since season one, when she was taking care of Miss Ethel. Now, this is one of the things I've been... I've been reluctant to bring this up. Mm. Uh, got this real touchy. And, um, and I guess sometimes it can happen like this. Mm-hmm. I just feel it's, it's, it's leaning reaching, though. Mm-hmm. So, I'm laying in the bed with the young boy, Pause. He grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What time? I'm out of that shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't know what button that was finna be, but I had to hit it, dog. She laid in the bed with the with the with her young nigga and shit. He grabbed a titty and like, yo, what's that? Oh, like, oh, it's nothing. Uh, I get that. I get that checked out every year on my birthday. Yeah. And then a week later, you terminal. <laughs> like, like. What, I seen her hair wrapped up. I'm like, yeah, she Man. lost her hair already? So I, I have said a couple of times, and I said it more this week, um, how many chemo treatments has she had? God damn. Like, so 
the reason I've been reluctant to to bring it up because uh, clearly I got it's people cancer, close yeah. to me yeah. that, that went through this process and it can be and it can happen suddenly. It just seemed like within one week's time she went from perfectly fine. Let me check this out to talking slow. Up, her eyebrows is gone. And she having discussions about her will. And to you that point, you a nurse? You ain't noticed nothing. <laughs> like you ain't noticed yourself getting tired. You. How do you go from perfectly fine yeah. to throwing up and being fucked up? And you a nurse. This is yeah. what you do. And to the point about um, her being laid up with, with Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> Young Meek Mill. Literally, literally, battle rap Meek. Um, Grand hustle Meek. <laughs> facts. Her being laid up with the nigga Suede uh, and he, he grabbed her boob and then found a lump. Her reaction then didn't give me that confidence in her response that she actually gets that checked out every year. That felt like something she said to him because she was surprised at the fact that he found a lump and she ain't know how to how to pivot. And it was like, oh, no, that ain't nothing. And then she goes to the doctor and that lump that I don't think she ever found or saw or realized I was mean, actually cancer. The nigga rub bodies for a living. Facts. Like Facts. literally. So he would have rubbed that lump. Before, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, even during the actual massage he gave you, he probably would have found that. Like, I think that's a new lump, nigga. But to your point, um, it does seem like shit just sort of accelerated out of the blue. I think that was not saying that that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. That has, I just think that's that's a weak writing. Yeah. Um, and again, I we've both had uh, various close members of our families deal with and even succumb to cancer. Um, I know how chemo works. I know that would, that seems like a very aggressive treatment. If this has only been like and a is week, she, is she lying or to two about, Oh, about them finding it early and all that. Cause didn't that seem a lot more positive than her convo with Dre? The convo with the doctor, nigga, the doctor said, said, he said it's aggressive. It's aggressive cancer. We got to approach it aggressively. She said, damn it. Oh, no, we found it early. The doctor said, I'm going to be straight. I'm back at the club. Nigga, meet me at uh, like, Soho. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, he trying to get you love. You trying to back out. And he's trying to step up. And that's what I hate that they doing in his character. Yeah, here's a juicer. I heard that shit help you, you know, live He said, longer. I heard niggas who be juice and live longer, nigga. Boom. I heard I the bought same, you. my nigga. Damn. <laughs> he brought her, like, healthy food at the chicken spot or the barbecue spot. That nigga said, yo, here go healthy food because I heard people who eat this healthy shit live long." As soon as you said he irresponsible, he being responsible as fuck. As fuck. And that's what. Then you got. Then he got to beg you to, to eat dinner with him. That's what I hate. Because they started it with Tiffany, right? Yes, he told her for his own conscience. He was trying to clear his shit. But he still was trying to step up. I think that's the overall theme. Emmett trying to step up and all the women in his life keep telling him he's a fuck up and he's not ready. And it's like, damn, can I ever grow up? When do people allow you to grow up and be like completely different than who you were? Because that nigga's trying. Where is Day son, by the way? I just want to know where he at. Um, what else was going down on this episode? Let's talk about Rashad. So Rashad, Jason Weaver's character, didn't see him at all last week. Pops back up this week. He got a job interview. Good for Rashad. Job interviews after Where you get out. Where the fuck is all that money I gave you, my nigga? Fam, I gave you 10 <laughs> racks. And now you look you look like you're struggling. Where is it, though? Because you, you seemed like you was broke that same night. Fam. With the, the empty-ass bottle of Henny. Where's then, the like, money, my he nigga? He looks broker than he did when he got out. Like, his hair... All right, here's the thing. 
you may have an issue with my girl being trans, but my girl is a barber. <laughs> and you live here. Yo, the funniest thing. You not finna do this. <laughs> hey, yo, the funniest scene, and probably most realistic scene out of the whole shit, was the exchange between him and Imani when she went to put the towel. So look, <laughs> that nigga said, she was like, shout out to Imani for trying to care about this nigga. She said, yo, you ready for your interview? I said, man, I don't give a fuck about this interview, nigga. I'm ready as I'm going to be type shit. And she was like, oh, no, nah, you need a tie. So she grabbed one of the trig ties. <laughs> I used to wear this tie when I was in high school. <laughs> 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 How this nigga play that the fairy the dust? How this nigga play the fairy dust? <laughs> Holy shit. Was so she was man. like, yeah, we got this tie for trig when he was going corporate. And then he was like, "What the fuck? Trig is gonna." When was Trig ever trying to go corporate? I don't remember that day. It's side note. Anyway, I'm not going. But then, but then, Jason Weaver was like, "I don't know how to tie that shit." Real nigga answer. Also sad, sad as fuck. How many men don't know how to tie a tie? Black men specifically. So then Imani gestured toward him like, oh, I'll tie it. Let me show you how. That nigga said, yo, man, watch out. (laughs) All right, T.I. Nigga said, be clear. It's my daddy house. I'm running things here since I was 15. Watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You don't know how many times I've been at the crib by myself and just be bust out like, watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. And they said, Fuck you, nigga. Like, yo, that shit was so funny because, like, they had a whole conversation without, without saying con- shit. Them niggas said, watch out and fuck you, nigga. At this particular point, she was like, oh, he know. <laughs> yeah. So then when she, when Trig come home, she say, your boy clocked my T and he don't like that shit. And I said, yeah, <laughs> salute to my LGBTQ. What do T plus. stand for? No, salute to my whole community. But I need y'all to find a better way to say that than clock my T. Because I don't like that. <laughs> and, and it just, like, T. nobody says, like, clocking anymore. Like, that's y'all niggas is on some 92 slang, dog. Like, catch up with your shit, man. But she was like, yo, your boy clocked my T. He ain't like it. And I was like, okay, this could get awkward, right? Because if he knows now and he's not a fan and I got him living here, Shit is wild. So here's my question to you. Do you think he should have told Rashad, like, before he even said, like, yo, you can live here, but FYI, my girl is trans. He knows. He knows. Clock my teeth. I've never heard that expression a day in my life. That was just like I don't. I don't. I didn't even know what she. I didn't. I didn't know what she said. But I just. I just used context clues. I just. I didn't like it because it was like that. Just sounded old, nigga. Like clock my teeth. And then I start for no reason. I start rapping in a. I know they watching Jay-Z, watching Jay-Z. I start saying, I know they clocking my T, clocking my T. No, they jocking Jay-Z. And then my girl got mad, but I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I really thought it was good. Oh, 
man. I just thought it was a good way to do it. But you know, what yeah. they start playing that? Like, Jack and Jay Z, Jack and Jay Z. Hey, what if you like watch out? And he was like, he knows. <laughs> he <Big> knows. <laughs> this Reggie house. Oh, I'm man. running things. So <laughs> that nigga was uh, like, fuck this tie. <laughs> so he got the fuck out of there and said, fuck the interview. She told Trig. But then. Somehow he found out how to tie that title. Because he for sure wore it, right? And somehow he took it because he never got it from her. And she went back in her when room. He start, when he started, like, thinking, I'm thinking, like, yeah. then I'm like, yo, Lena, don't Lena this. I'm so, thinking he's going to go in the room with her. And, like, you yeah, know, oh, that would have been wild. That would have been wild. You know wild. what I'm saying? It'd be some. That would have been wild. But, again, dog, do you think he should have, Trig should have told him? Yeah, I think so. And and here's my thing. So, so wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. I want to preface this. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't necessarily think that it's anyone's business to out someone. Yeah, yeah, or anything yeah. Facts. Of that nature. Um, but for safety concerns, um, for just a heads up, because I know I know this particular person. I know, like, mm-hmm. fam. Say, hey, you like a brother to me. I got to be clear with you because you're going to be living here and you yeah. may like, I'd rather give you the heads up than not. And you remember the convo that Imani had with Jake where she t- tried to tell him and he was like, I know. Sit down with Rashad maybe. And again, to your point, you ain't got to out nobody, but him living there coming from the circumstances he came from. This is just because here's the thing. I also don't want you if you thought this was a naturally born woman. I don't want you getting at my girl. So I just I feel like there's maybe because you remember that first scene with him and Imani. He was on her. Yeah. And then he found out she was trans and now he hate her. And it's like I just feel like coming out of prison himself or he hate what he like. He might be into it. But I feel like coming out of prison before you live with me. Because what was you into in prison? And but on the flip side, his reaction to her trying to tie his tie, I was like, he might have did that if a dude did that. Watch out. Like if Trig gestured to try to like, hey, bro, I got you. Hey, nigga, don't show me how to tie it. Don't do it around my neck. You got a cell phone, nigga? Yeah, like YouTube. nigga. YouTube. Where did the ten thousand dollars go? I just wanna know. Fam, they gave him a stack. It was ten grand. He said it this episode. Like, nigga, I gave you ten thousand. Where is it? I need to know. Make restitution. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Like ten grand, nigga, fam. You got a job immediately, fresh out of jail. Yeah, like, oh, maybe he stopped sweeping the hair in the shop because he don't want to work for her. No, what I'm saying is, you had ten thousand dollars and immediately you had a job and you don't pay rent nowhere. Where'd you? Yeah, because now you you should have about at least eleven bands. You ain't buy no clothes. You look, you look dusty. dusty. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know what that nigga Rashad did, um, but he clearly wasn't feeling Imani's tea, and he clocked it. He gonna fuck around the field of tees. <laughs> but here's where Imani started. Because I was with her. Like, yo, your man, he he found out about me for real, and he don't like it. And then she even made another point I agree with her on. She was like, look, he ain't gonna treat me like shit in my house, be up in here eating the food. This not your house. First of all, be clear. This Reggie, this Reggie house. house. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, first off. Trig ain't paying nothing in this nothing, motherfucker. Nothing, literally. How you figure it's your crib? <laughs> this house belonged to, uh, <laughs> damn, what was 63rd calling that shit? It was C something. I guess you own the basement. <laughs> That's where you got Facts. your business No, nah, dude, I own that. He <laughs> told her episode one, nigga, I helped y'all do this. Like, but, um, she was, Trig was like, 
I'll talk to him. I'll handle it. And she was like, oh, that's the same shit you said about the girls in the trap house. And this is where I was like, Imani, God damn it, nigga. Y'all beating a dead horse. Here's my thing. <laughs> Me and the dead. <laughs> Why she won't just go down there, bro? She got a gun and the keys to the truck. I see you up a strap like two or three times. And nigga, I feel like she a minute from up in the shit on Trig. Just go down there. Then she turned into a bad bitch. Yeah, she was like, like um, do what I say. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the. She I'm was the like, top I'm not the one, so don't try to play me. He was like, I know you not, so act like it, nigga. And she what? walked off, and I was like, fam, wait a minute, I don't give a fuck. What what Dave Chappelle saying, uh, Nutty Professor? Who's sucking whose titties over here? I don't give a fuck who is the more dominant one in the relationship. You're not gonna talk to me crazy. In my house. In my shit. You can go back to Kankakee, my nigga. It's still there. Kankakee ain't moved. Go back if you hate it here. But let me talk to my mans. And here's the thing. Me going to talk to fucking Rashad is different than me going to fucking break up a sex trafficking ring run by a gang. Who just killed a woman. Who literally killed the woman you, he was did, trying to save. Did you ever watch Startup? Yeah. So I feel like... This is old boy wife who want him mm. to, like, nigga, do you know what you asking me to do? Fam, and here's, yo, why Imani literally won't say, because to that point, I felt this way in startup. Why Imani won't just be like, yo, like, let's go together again. Let's like, go. let's do this together. Let's put a plan together. Because you know what you could do? Mm. Tell the girls to get out and then set that bitch on fire. <laughs> There's no more trap house there no more. Hey, now they make the girls just make get took to another house, but but here's one thing we know: we know Nuck runs that shit, and he leaves during the day. He be gone; he ain't in the house all day. Yo, find another girl, cause clearly Nuck ain't bringing another girl to your beauty salon. Or do this: call the police. So when they said, Snitch. you remember when they said, um, when, Say, when Imani was talking to Tracy, and she was like. Um, you know, do something about trap house, da da da. Tracy was like, Man, we've been trying to get that trap house shut down for years. They never clearly said why it wasn't shut down. Nigga, like the cops won't go. Like, what's the issue? Calling there like, yo, I just seen a woman getting beat and snatched and ran into his in this particular house. Police gonna show up. Fam. Call the police and say White police in a black neighborhood? You know they showing up. Imani can call the cops and say, Hey, a friend of mine named Trinity. Was trapped in this house. She was being sexually abused. Da da da. I gave her a cell phone to call me in case of emergencies. She got killed, and her cell the cell phone I gave her was returned to me. I think I'm being threatened by whoever killed her. I know who living like nigga. It's so, a million ways to go about this shit. But bro. guess what? We defunded the police. Oh, so, so now it's up to Trigger Tracy. You can't actually do any kind of detective work because niggas hate the fucking police till your loved one get murdered and you want mm. you want some fucking justice. Yeah, I just, but to to the point of Trig and Tracy's like thing that they're doing, this is one of those things that very clearly shows you why the police are still necessary. Yeah, y'all may be able to kind of de-escalate some shit that's going on in the neighborhood. You can't de-escalate a sex trafficking ring, my nigga. And Trig clearly knows that. So you might want to report back to the fucking mayor and say, hey, man, there's some shit we just can't handle on our own, Do you bro. know what you're asking me to do? Period. Because Period. you're asking me to risk my life. The These nigga, niggas just pulled straps on me last week asking, hey, where's Trinity? Fam, 
he got his haircut here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nigga, he knows where we live at. Man, Trinity, you only know her because he brought her here to get her fucking hair done. Now you care. <sighs> it's just weird, but I didn't like how she was talking to Trig, dog. I really didn't. Um, What else was going on? Keisha was looking through her baby book, and she started kind of having that, that moment. Like, oh, shit, I'm looking at my baby pictures. I'm not going to have these moments, am I? My, my baby ain't going to have one of these. This is like that initial indicator of what we said. She not giving that lady that baby, dog. I don't think it's going to happen. And we'll be finding out sooner than later because she delivered the baby this episode. She not giving that lady that baby, dude. Octavia, you could forget it. Thank you for coming over for the uh, at-home birth in the pool. God bless you. Good night. Octavia not getting that fucking baby, dog. Real life. Uh, scary eye lady off the gram. She not getting a baby. I don't think it's going to happen because um, Keisha keeps having these moments of attachment to her child, nigga, which is natural, dog. Uh, Emma took Jay to the juicer. Sway was making pancakes. Emmett said he wasn't eating no pancakes that a dude made. Who was two years older than him. I was like, fam, this is literally your school, man. Eat the fucking pancakes. Like, I, 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 like I would be frustrated if, if my mom If your mom dated dating, a classmate. Yeah. Like, I can't even begin to 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 explain. So I understand his his frustration and shit. Um, but your mom about to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like your mom. About let to, let your mama live her life. Uh, your mom about to die. She yeah, like, the nigga taking care of her and shit. Or, or, like, or is she? Because I still don't fucking know. Is she terminal or is she just emotional? Like what's happening? How how sick is she for real? This whole you picking him over me? Like who said we was picking? Like what? Yeah, yeah. I, um, why would I have to pick? Why is there ultimatum? I love the scene between them though. Um, I again, not to be on no on no all negative shit. This is one of them highlights of this episode. But again, stay here. Like, give us an episode that has like a focal point. Emmett and Jada, he's finally found out she has cancer, right? We've been building it up for three straight episodes. Now he knows. Fam. Let me see him go with her to chemo. Let me see him juicing food for her, making her dinner. Let me see him. Where Tiff at? Y'all friends. Tiff being absent from this episode felt really. Tiff, you should be going over there helping her. You don't do shit in real life. You 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 a drug dealer. You sell drugs. You don't got no schedule. Again, y'all left me to believe that last week Tiff seeing Emmett emotional you can assume he told her what was going on with his mom y'all led me to believe this week with her being absent that she over there getting fucked by Dante while I'm dealing with my mama I don't know what else to think Tiffany's character was doing for her to not be involved immediate divorce fam this is where I need so after the the breakdown that Emmett had with his daddy and that whole like really consoling moment that I loved between Emmett and Darnell Emmett better fucking tell Tiff what's really going on in his head. Next time we see Tiff, he better be checking her. Like, my nigga, let me tell you what we're not going to do right now. Based on what I'm doing, first of all, I never you, wanted to do all this open shit. Can you go back? Can I go back? Probably not, but Emmett can go back. Ant can't go back. Emmett can go back. But like, here's what he needs to go back and do. Like, you been living, playing house with another nigga? That's this nigga worse. creeping up behind you, hugging you from the back. Hey, babe, you had a key. You lit. She walked into Dante crib with a key, bro. You you smashing another nigga raw, and you love it. But here's where all that stops. Coming inside you when my motherfucking mama gets cancer, and I need my wife. That open marriage shit stops today. And if it don't stop, guess what? We not gonna be talking about 
motherfucking open marriage, nigga. We're going to be talking about a divorce. Because ain't no way I'm bullshitting with you. What we celebrating? My, My divorce. divorce. Did we ever do a brown sugar review? That one I don't... Y'all clearly know better than me and Jay on what we've done on throwback reviews. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Brown Sugar is fucking phenomenal. Um, I feel like we did. I don't know if we did a Brown Sugar review, dog. We've done a lot of reviews. Man, I mean, hey. We did that My Divorce shit so many times. Well, yeah, that's a fact. Um, First of all... <laughs> Salute to the legend Tay Diggs, nigga. I don't care what that nigga do in real life. As far as culture-related films go, Tay Diggs is on fire, nigga. He's one of the niggas who's been in, like, everything that we say we love, nigga. The best man in the wood, Brown Sugar, fucking Stella got a group. Like, Tay Diggs be in all the black shit, nigga. He can be as weird as he want to as Tay Diggs, but as fucking Harper Stewart or Harper whatever, nigga, that's my man's, dog. Salute to Tay Diggs. Um... The new clerk, uh, one of y'all brought this up on the voice note. Keisha talking to the new clerk at the job. I don't know if they're going to go any. I try not to get interested in potential storylines with this show because they'll open some shit up and never do nothing I with saw it. I movie with Tay Diggs where he did that. Mm. Um, it was one of them Netflix joints. He uh, started dating uh, uh, like a six or seven month pregnant woman. Oh, um, me and Shorty just watched that Till Death Do Us Part. Yeah. Yep, that shit is phenomenal, by the way. I really enjoyed it. That shit was wild. Bro. I really enjoyed that movie. I really though. thought, like, could I do that shit? Like, Yeah, no. Like, no. That's wild. I, like, we started off and you was already at, like, the seventh, eighth month. Like, you big now. That's his baby. I mean, you can't, you can't get re-pregnant. I mean, <laughs> you can do some things. I've, I've heard that it's, you know what I'm saying? I heard. Mo fire, you know. Shout out more to the fire, more fire, I've heard that is, you know, but no, I um we literally just watched that movie like yesterday or Saturday. That shit was funny actually. Um Dog is good in that movie too. Definitely not trying to kill you kill over that shit. Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm, I'm not, not trying to I'm, I'm not, not trying to die. I'm not trying to get killed over I'm like, I'm gonna die because that nigga still wants you. Like, no. I just live next door. You knock on my door if y'all when y'all figure this out. Um but no, dog at the uh, at the job at Keisha's spot. He gave her a little flirt energy, so they went out back. They was talking. She was like, "Why you work here?" Which I get. It's the thrift shop. I, he didn't look like a nigga. I don't know what a nigga who work at the thrift shop looked like, but apparently he ain't look like that to her. So she was like, "Why you work here?" And that nigga said, "Hey man, I had a scholarship to go ball." He don't look like a hooper. He wasn't tall. He didn't. I was like, maybe they meant, like, football, but then I looked at him like, he don't look like a football player. So, I ain't see it, but, hey, what do I know? Nigga, I ain't a scout. So, he was like, I had a scholarship to ball, but then I got injured. So, now, shit, I'm just working here. I'm just paying bills. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I know all about that. I had a track scholarship. Then he cut her off. He was like, I know what happened to you. I know. You ain't got, you ain't got to explain that shit to me. But they related on that shit, though. Like, on the, on the yo, we had our whole lives figured out. Now, we worked at the thrift store. And they kind of gave each other a little bit of flirt, but then she was experiencing labor pains. Um, Apparently, her water broke at work. Who is Braxton Hicks? And why did they name this shit after him? It was he like who is this? Nigga? I don't know who he is, but I've heard that shit. Like my whole that's the only symptom that I know the name of when women are pregnant. If they shit hurt, I'm like I be throwing it out like, oh, it's probably Braxton Hicks, nigga. <laughs> it's Bra- Braxton, Braxton P. T- Hartnerbreak. <laughs> Braxton Hicks Hartnerbreak. Um. She started having a little, like, weird pains at work, and apparently she went home. They never showed her, like, 
call anybody. She just was back home magically, and they was getting the pool ready and filling it up with the water hose in the living room, which was kind of, I guess. I mean, you, if, you, 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 if you screw the water hose into the Yeah, yeah, kitchen you sink, can get it, just... but it was just... I've never filled a pool up in the house, so I, I never really gave thought to how you would do that. Um, why wouldn't they just do a tub birth? No, you need, you need room. Because the baby comes out, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, old girl in a quiet place had it in the tub, but. You really had no other option in a quiet place. <laughs> also a fact. Also a fact. Um, oh, Rashad went to his interview. He talked to dog. It was going well. I really thought he was finna like get somewhere with the uh, with the manager. They was talking at first. He was like, "What's your What's your name?" He was like, "Rashad Shervington." <laughs> he don't look like a Rashad Shervington, but nigga was like, "Oh, you related to uh whoever, whatever them two, Carmelo and whatever the other name was." Rashad say, "Yeah, they're my uncle kids." I was like, "Yo, cousins, cousins nigga. nigga, them your cousins." And so they had a little rapport at the beginning. I thought it was going well, and then. Shaw pulled that resume out and dog looked at it and started looking like, nigga, why you got a gap? That nigga was like, oh, yeah, you can ignore that gap from uh, Radio Shack till now. I was incarcerated, nigga. I just, I need a job, nigga. I could start out over here. I could become a manager, work my way up. Woo, woo, woo. I've been like, I was playing basketball overseas. For anything. He ain't need to jump immediately. He ain't even let him ask about the gap. He just was, jumped right into it. I was really sick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I had a lump of my. <laughs> Anything, dog. Just don't mention, like, yo, I was incarcerated right away. But he told dog straight up, I need a fucking job. Nigga, I was incarcerated. And the old boy was like, uh, yeah, I ain't really the final decision maker. But, you know, let me shoot this up to my niggas. I'll let you know what they think, you know, when I get back to you. And Rashad was like, look, man, the state got incentives for companies who hire ex-cons. That nigga was like, I know all about it. My uncle was in jail. Still is. Nigga said, you ever been locked up? He was like, no. <laughs> nigga said, then you don't know nothing about what I go through. Nigga, I know you was hard trying to get a fucking job. Nigga, this I, ain't like. I can imagine. Nigga, this ain't rocket science. That is difficult. But then all of a sudden, Rashad, Rashad, it. That nigga got up. It was just like, man, fuck this goofy ass nigga. Slammed the door. And then Trig was just right And there. Trig was out there in the warehouse waiting. It wasn't even no waiting room. Trig was just out there on He's, the. He was he on the was line. Just, he was just walking by. He was on the line. No safety goggles, no helmet, no nothing. Like, nigga, y'all go to fucking jail for that shit. So he was like, man, Trig ass, nigga, timing, bro, timing. Trig say, yo, man, that's fucked up. You ain't getting this job, but uh, I need to talk to you. My nigga. That nigga Rashad say, can you talk over some fucking drinks, nigga? Like, take me out. Damn, nigga, let's take me on a date. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga Trig is taking me on a date. So they went out, man. They was hanging. That nigga... Shad told him, man, he was like, thanks, you know, for taking me to get some drinks, man. I needed your shit, nigga. Shad or Trig say, yo, man, it's nothing, dog. You like my brother. So I better be like your brother, nigga. I did a bid for you. Like, Nobody what? talks like this, though. He like, well, nigga. Uh, he was like, I mean, nigga, I was just a lookout. Like, he was like, do it but I could have snitched on you. To and he was what? like, you could have, you know, you could have said I was the lookout, but you and didn't. And then they would have they reduced your sentence to get the driver? Yeah, and I'm clearly younger than you, so I probably just would have got a fucking, like, misdemeanor slap, nigga. Nigga, I didn't been to prison and got out since you've been in prison. And we don't know what they did, or like, what Rashad did. I mean, he was on. He was in there for seven years. He said he did seven. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you ain't killed nobody. Could have. You ain't getting out in seven. You got manslaughter. You're going to do 10. They're going to give you 10, but you can get out in seven if you good. But regardless, 
He threw it in Trigg's face. Hey, nigga, I did you a favor. I better be like your brother. And then Trigg just jumped right into it. He said, you know what, man? You got to get the fuck out. Said, this shit ain't going to work with you and Imani. She the lady at the house. That nigga, really Rashad nigga. said, <laughs> said really she ain't nigga? no motherfucking lady. I was like, whoa, dog. My nigga is upset. I could like, can you imagine how this conversation would go? Like, I imagine it would... I imagine it would go something like that. Similar to this, yeah. But this did not feel like a dialogue. This felt like two monologues. They did not, it didn't, this was not a, yeah, a yeah, good yeah. mesh. It felt like, make your statement. Make your statement. Yeah. And we'll mash these clips together. I didn't feel like they had a, a conversation. I would rather have this conversation differently. But I can imagine, he like, niggas, you gay. <laughs> like, yeah, he like was going. And then that nigga was like, um... So that thing over there means more to you than me? And that nigga Rashad was like, yeah, yeah. nigga, that, she does. That's my woman. And he was like. Nigga, so you got to go tomorrow, nigga. Rashad said, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Yo. Hey, I, felt I like, was like, damn, this escalated. I felt like, uh, hey, what's, what's your name? <laughs> my name's Carl. Fuck you, girl. Fuck you, girl. <laughs> like, that's what the fuck I felt like. Like, what? Dog, that shit was wild. It escalated quickly, but now, thinking kind of ahead, because right now I'm really wondering, again, going back to purpose, Also, why did y'all bring Rashad on here? Also, Rashad don't got no stuff. <laughs> yeah, he ain't got much to get, to Nigga, get out. I came home with a plastic bag from prison. Yeah. I don't have stuff. I live there. What? Man, I bought some... Black Woods, <laughs> back Air Forces, maybe. Oh uh, shit! No, nah, that wasn't his henny when he got there. Um, what I got, nigga? I can leave now. He can definitely leave. Uh, that wasn't his tie, so we got to take that back. But a big ass shirt from Burlington. Um, yeah, definitely the Burlington button down. Um, but I'm thinking, okay, now that they've officially let the cat out the bag, as far as uh, he gonna do some shit with Trig. I think he gonna do some shit with Nuck. I mean, I meant Nuck. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he gonna, because one, Rashad gonna apparently need a place to stay because that 10 grand can't get you a crib. Um, and like, why you ain't at least in a motel, hotel, Holiday Inn, nigga, something. Uh, but he gonna go to Nuck. Airbnb will last a long fucking time with oh, $10,000. Damn, he can literally live his life. It'll last a long time in an apartment. You could find an apartment where that 10 grand will get you 10 months, nigga. Like, go live, bro. I, I don't understand, but whatever. He gonna, I'm with you. He gonna go talk to Nuck. He gonna tell Nuck something. They got into it. I'll tell you where the cash at. He gonna, t- like, he gonna make it worth Nuck's while, nigga. Like, yo, I, I tell you where they keep the barbershop money, nigga, something. And Nuck coming in that crib, dog. Here's what has to happen this season. They either have to kill Nuck and release these women from this trap house. Or Nuck has to come kill, like, Trigg and Imani. But one of these niggas got to end this beef this season, nigga. We can't drag this into season six, dog. I just can't do it, bro. Um, The gala. They're getting ready to go to fucking gala. What's the purpose of the gala? Still don't know. But they there. Kevin, Jake, and Gemma are at the gala. And a bunch of other students... That nigga brought them there as youth ambassadors. But for some reason, Imani's there. Who invited Imani to the gala? She don't even work with 
do that. Like, I mean, I guess he's sponsoring the fucking beauty salon. He's but, a plus one for uh But why Trig ain't there if Imani there? You know what I'm saying? Like that wouldn't that make a little more sense that Trig would be in the building if Imani was there? But whatever, man. Um Kevin went up to Gemma. They talking. She was like, You having fun? And nigga was like, nah, not really. She was like, Yeah, I know this ain't your thing. And I was like, What the fuck that mean? She was like, Oh no, I just, you know, this ain't your shit. Whole time she's staring at Jake talking to this other girl. Why did Jake do this to to, to Kevin? This is whole shit. I hate that they wrote it this way. It's whole shit. You would feel that you would think that he hates him. Yeah. And this is all over the police incident? Like, you don't steal my girl because you got beat up by the cops. What what is that? I needed them to to to, to give me a different thing to to drive the wedge in between them. And like, not only that, like you you look at this scene where Jake trying to make her jealous. She's clearly not paying Kevin no attention. Kevin kind of walks off because she like that nigga said thirsty. She looked at him offended, like she wanted to be like over Jake. She was like, no, 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 I'm good, nigga. She walked off. Kevin walked off. She go up to Jake like, I know what you doing. You trying to make me jealous. That nigga says it working. She said obviously. That nigga said good and walked the fuck away, nigga. I was like, yo, fam, how is she this hard on Jake now though? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is I don't. Like, have a nigga who you was friends with ever tried to snake your girl? Nah. Not even, like, on nah. some secret shit? Like, nah. The only time I ever even been in a situation like this, uh, it was in high school. Me and one of my bros, a girl was dating the two of us, but she told one another that the other nigga she was kicking it with went to another school. And he didn't. It was me and this nigga. Nigga, we was riding together, dying together. This is my man's. And um, we found out later from somebody else who was just like friends of both me and him, and they knew. But I ain't never had a nigga do me dirty, though, dog. At any age. Like, I can't even give Jake the, oh, they 14. Like, I can give Gemma the, hey, she 14. She might like a nigga you was cool with. But Jake going after her, nigga? Come on, bro. That's crazy, nigga. And all y'all mad at the fucking, uh, he ain't want to rebel the system and skip school and shit. Like, what's the reason, my nigga? Y'all got to give me a little bit more thorough reasoning. Because right now, this shit looking funny in the light, bro. But anyway, they go to the gala. Tracy give her speech. So is Tracy no longer, like, is Rock no longer about, like, the kids? Because it seemed like she jumping all in with this trig shit. Yo, fam. I forgot that her son was killed by the police. Yeah, season one. Um, I just told a nigga this on on Twitter too. Uh, when I searched the shy hashtag, somebody was like, "Yo, that was bad writing, man. Her son wasn't killed by the cops." Yeah, she I remember, know him. Trice I- shot her son, but he didn't die. Jason didn't die when Trice shot him. That dirty cop with the beard who used to work with the other detective that we liked, that was cool with Brandon and shit. His partner, he was a shady cop working with Trice getting drugs and shit from 63rd. So when Trice shot him, Jason's sitting there breathing, still alive. And the cop told Trice, go on and get out of here. And he stepped on that nigga neck. But nobody knows that. Oh, no. The father, the, the her Jason dad, real dad, not Ronnie, found that out when he came back trying to figure out what happened. So he killed Trice and the cop nigga because they found that out. Dude. 
do the public know that though? Oh, for her to announce that he got killed by the cops. The public don't know that. They just know that he got he that got he got shot killed. In, Young in basketball star got yeah. And yeah. then oh, Ronnie thought old boys and Coogie took his chain after he was laying dead in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the public know, it, but she sure said it like the public know all that shit. Cause that's not like that's not a thing. And they didn't hone in on it enough in the previous seasons for them to make it like. This is why I'm the head of that was police looking for reform. a killer. Yeah, this had nothing to do with the police, dog. Yeah, it was. Um, I was like, did he? He definitely did, but it was a loose connection to how they trying to do it with this group and with her getting. She still ain't gave me reason to believe, dude. I should give her five million dollars. Um, something else that happened that I didn't like. Again, going back to what we was talking about with Duda earlier. He dancing with Candy. Uh, Rosalind is her name on the show. They dancing together. And she say, yo, I want to be a part of your administration. So clearly she not really an advisor. She just walk around with him and Jim and daddy all day. I think Jim and daddy got to be like the deputy mayor. He something. Um, and you remember when, uh, when dude, I was running against Lena, Jim and daddy. Uh, um, <laughs> God damn it. What word am I looking for? Donated all the extra money. And or like, endorsement. it was like his endorsement was like what was going to make the winner. They was like, yeah, like the last however many niggas he endorsed is who ended up winning. Like he got the whole community and shit. So his, her daddy is something, but Candy ain't shit. Apparently she was like, I want to be in the administration. And dude, I said, bitch, please. I was like, why y'all won't let this nigga just be like normal nigga. Like nobody would say that to their wife, even if it's a strange St. Patrick would. <laughs> James was like I mean James James St. Patrick was a different I'm better than I ever been. No one can stop me, bitch. Like, <laughs> why would you be a part of my my administration, nigga? Um so that nigga told her, bitch please. And then they kept dancing and she was like, yo, if you don't let me be a part of the administration, I'm gonna divorce you. I'm gonna file for divorce and you know you can't deal with that right now. And he was like, Are you threatening me? They trying to set up like different little who done it? So, ooh, was it Candy because he said she can't be a part of the administration? Was it Marcus when he Gemma Daddy when she Bitch, when he please. told him, oh, huh? I made you. Yeah, what up, Detroit? No, he did. They didn't do it again. What? 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 You shit on these niggas two times, Doctor Dre? Oh, for sure. Uh-uh. Like no. <laughs> it's special right here. What? what? All right. They mad. They mad. One of you niggas is mad. But like. They trying to set up these beefs in the gala that I feel like y'all could have been establishing like somebody really. Because here's the thing. Marcus told him, hey, nigga, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even won this election, which is a fact because that nigga was the winning fucking uh, um, vote, apparently. But then it was like, all right. Is that enough to shoot this nigga? Is Candy not getting in the administration enough for her to shoot this nigga? Because she just said, if you don't, I'll file divorce. So wouldn't divorce be enough, nigga? So I'm trying to, like, eliminate who could have shot this nigga because it feels right now, I don't know who got enough beef. Yeah, what if it was Jason Mitchell for real? No, real life. That's I'm the first <laughs> nigga that said it, and I'm going to be the last because I don't know who else would shoot this nigga, bro. Because of the facial expression he made when he seen who it was. Well, so I rewound that part. It's two niggas on that roof that come up there with Duda because he's look, when the door opens and you hear it, he's looking one way and he's smiling. Then when they show that gun cock, that nigga turned his head like it's another nigga up there. 
I gotta watch it again. He literally, because the first time I said, no, nah, I'm reaching, but I watched it again. That nigga's literally looking left and smiling. That gun cock, that nigga turned over there and got shot that way. Mm. And it was like, oh no, that ain't the same. Unless y'all film this horribly. Or like you told, you knew I was meeting Tracy up on the roof. So we probably seen Tracy smiling and. Either way, it's two people on that roof. It got to be. Because other than that, I have no clue why that nigga turned to the right. And this bitch did the crime. The queen. The queen pen. Tracy and um, uh, Jim and Daddy. But then, like, even that. Like, Tracy for sure wouldn't shoot the nigga. She ain't got five million yet. You ain't got. Tracy has nothing but reasons for him to stay alive. So we can eliminate that. We saw uh, Kevin get in the car, drove off. We can eliminate Kevin. Not that he had a reason to, but. I know. Who drove Kevin off? Was it an Uber? Because he looked at his phone right before he got in You can't in the car. get an Uber as a kid. You got to be 18. Mm, I ain't know they had real laws. This nigga just got in the back of the car and just drove the fuck off. It might be like, you know how certain cities got like their own version of the shit? They might have like Chicago Uber, nigga. Shooters. Schuber. He got picked up by the Schuber. Nigga. Yo, I thought Kev was about to go scrap, though. Oh, let's talk about it. So, first of all, why didn't they have him following them? Like, he didn't follow them. He went around looking for them. And it was like, nigga, they're in your face with it, and then they walked off. Like, follow behind. Because the reason I say it's weird. Well, he weird, was getting water when he came back. When he came back, they was gone. They was gone. But here's why I say it's weird. Nigga, you found them in that random-ass stairwell in that big-ass hotel. That's what made it feel weird. Like, it should have been more of like a, I saw them walk off together or like her chasing behind Jake. Like, Jake, where are you going? And then I followed them, nigga. I just don't believe he found them where he found them. But Man, they walked man. off. Hey, Jake gave Emma some bars when they got to the stairwell. That nigga said, um, hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. She definitely gave her a couple bars. He was like, yo, why the fuck? Like, he basically was asking her, why you even want me, dog? You, you, ain't, you won't even tell your dad about me. Emma was like, oh, you know, it, it's it's deeper than that. Like, it ain't what you think, man. It, it's not that easy. He was like, look, Kev looked better on your arm, nigga. He was, Go be with him. She was like, well, Kevin approached me first. You didn't. That nigga said, I don't chase bitches. She said, stop talking like that. That's just how I talk. Like, <laughs> he threw that extra Chicago on Yeah, him. he did. He did. But he was giving her bars because he like, fam, only reason I'm here, that's what he said. He left her in the middle of the dude I speech. He said, fuck that nigga. Only reason I'm here is because I got beat up by the police. They want me to be like the fucking spokesperson, nigga. I ain't no youth ambassador ass kid. It ain't like I got great grades and no shit. Like, nigga, they exploiting me basically, nigga. And he was like, this is your crowd, nigga. But she was like, Jake, come here. And then I thought, I mean, I knew he was going to find him kissing, but I thought, like, when she said, come here, like, she was going to get that nigga some head in the stairwell or some shit. Oh, man, I'd have died. I I was like, I'd oh, man. Burn my fucking Because it was just, I, I forgot that we already knew what happened in this scene, and I was like, please don't wild out, because he already did the head with Dakota. So I thought that was just the route they was going. I was like, man, please don't fucking wild out. But they got to making out. Kevin realized they wasn't at their table. Got up. He found him in the stairwell. Boy, I can't even imagine what that feel like. <sighs> if you Kevin, do you fire on that nigga right there? Or do you walk away like he did? She walked away crying and shit. To Rob's point about this being Power Jr., Facts. this is Tariq walking through the hallways at Truth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When he was walking, looking for, like, this was this is what, this is those scenes over yeah. again, by the way. 
um, all on the same night that his dad died, that old boy got shot upstairs, whatever. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know what I would do in this situation. I can't even. I can't even hold you, dog. How I, I don't know. Yeah, I um, I probably would have walked away. You know what? I probably would have walked away. This is I wouldn't so, have cried in front of them. No, y'all this, not getting me these this tears. Is, this is so petty of me. Um, I would have walked away just so I can re- reenact undying love. <laughs> Went to my man like, yo, I bet you never thought in a million years yeah. what I just saw happening and probably still is. Damn. I'm shocked that nigga didn't immediately call Papa. Like, immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, show best friend. You know what else I'm shocked at? That no one sent Kevin a text that said, hey, Keisha's gone in labor. Your sister's in labor. We in the middle of the house. She giving a baby birth in the middle of the crib, living room. Nobody so, said nothing. So he's going to go home to all that shit. He's not going to give a fuck. He's going to go in his room. He's going to look like he's being an asshole. Yeah. I also was wondering the way he left the hotel. Like, yo, is this nigga about to go drink or get high? Like, you know what I'm saying? We know his normal response to because shit this is horrible trope that intoxicants. you young black yeah. kids. And like, so, that's how you do it. And that's what we actually do. I don't like it. Very curious to see what that nigga does. Um... Talked about, oh, Jake and Gemma didn't give a fuck. They got caught. She said, oh, my God. Oh, shit, Kevin. And then she, like, kind of went down one step to try to go after him. She ain't really go. Then the next time we see them, they no, hold their hands in the hall. Jake grabbed her to bring her back. Mm. Like, nigga, this is cold-blooded. Cold-fucking-blooded, dog. dog. Like, what did Jake, What like, what did he do to you to do this to him, man? None. None. What did That's he do to Gemma? cold-blooded, dog. Because Jake even asked her earlier when he was like, you got to tell him. She was like, no, I can't. Like, why? He was like, how you going to be a revolutionary and you can't even tell Kevin? She was like, um. Valid. What's she saying? Speaking truth to power and telling your different than telling your boyfriend the truth. No, nigga, you can't be a fraud. Like, you you really, you not. Facts. And you not. Just like I don't think that wig is. That fro ain't real, nigga. I give her $100. She braid that fro right now, nigga. Uh... Dude, I gave his little weird speech, said they're going to bring the fucking racially equitable Olympics to Chicago. No one knows what that means. He started giving them some fucking jazz about Carl Lewis. It was all, he was just all over the place. I don't really know what that nigga's speech was about. Um, He did say Carl Lewis inspired him because the whole world was cheering for him. He was like, I don't want the world only cheering for black folks when we win in gold medals or only rallying behind us when we dine at the hands of the police. That was a bar. I liked it. But that's the reason that y'all did everything on this fucking show is because of the police, the police. and to get the Olympics there. So I hear what you're saying, but your actions are doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Um. After Tracy's speech, Imani went up to her and was like, yo, that was a great speech, but I'm surprised you didn't mention the women in the trap house. Imani, God damn it. Imani got to stop saying this shit. If she say trap house one more time, like UTI, you Gucci. You Imani, nigga. You cannot keep saying to everybody you talk to, yo, this fucking trap house got women in it, and you won't fucking go over there yourself or call the cops. Like, handle business or leave niggas alone. Well, there are no cops no more. They all quit. Here's the thing. Come to niggas with a plan. Like, yo, Trig, I know you can't go in the trap house and save every woman in there alone, but I think if me and you go up in there... That I, something, nigga. She ain't even trying. She just like, oh, you won't go say the girls. No, how about this? That's bitch not, ass nigga. How about this? It's not their fucking responsibility to do that. Mm-mm. 
it's the actual police responsibility because humans and civilians, humans, uh, regular people, civilians, that's not what they're, they're skilled at. That's not, the, that's not their, it's not right. Which is why Tracy you got need told to get the fuck on. You need the police. Fuck what they saying. You need the police. You don't need racist police. Mm-mm. You don't need big no, police. Need you don't need like whole criminalistic police. police. <laughs> yeah. But to think that you don't need police, you're fucking fool because the police being there Possibly coming when you call nine one one is the only thing stopping from a nigga kicking your door in tonight. Yeah, and um, Tracy and Dude, I got to rapping after his speech. She was like, "Great speech." He was like, "Yeah, we make a good team, don't we?" Da da da. They get to talking, saying all that bullshit. He told her he was going to the roof. Why don't you come join me? She was like, "All right, I'm gonna go shake some hands. I'll be up there." Then she grabs this nigga and like softly kisses him on the cheek. Fam, we in we at my gala. My wife is here. Appearances, my nigga. Like, my wife and I allowed you to come have a weird exhibitionism sex scene with us. But nigga, don't kiss me like that in public. So, of course, when she did, Jim and Daddy ran up on Duda immediately and was like, hey, nigga, be careful. Sound advice. Sound advice. Nigga. Sound fucking advice. Be careful. That nigga Duda said, nigga, mind your business and I'll take care of mine. Marcus was like, nigga, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me, which is factual. Cause you I, don't, are, I don't owe you nothing. Yes, the fuck you do. You do actually owe me, even though, again, that endorsement from Marcus pretty much won you the elections. If I went with Lena, she would have won. So, yeah, you kind of do owe me a little bit. But do you owe me enough for me to shoot you? I don't. Unless Marcus is in another gang that I don't know about, nigga. Marcus could be the spook who sat by the door. He could be. AKA, I'm really down for the people in the revolution. Yeah. And I'm just playing this nice uppity to get in side here. Yeah. To, I, I really got that. And 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 in real, in all honesty, nigga, you the devil. Mm. I know you the devil. Cause you the leader dude, of the, 60- the worst kind of nigga, bro. You the leader of the sixty third mob. You fucking up the actual city. Me killing you, nigga. This is on code. Yeah. If I'm the spook who sat by the door. Yeah. But if I'm just Marcus. Then I don't Marcus. have a real reason to shoot this nigga. Uh, so, dude, I went up on the roof. Somebody came out. He saw them. He smiled. Somebody cocked a gun on the other side of the TV. He turned and looked. He got shot by the person on the other side of the room. Kevin left crying. Jake and Gemma held hands and walked down the hallway like they were some power couple now. Now that they've been outed. I'm like, nigga, were we supposed to, like, root for them now? Like, what's the plan? Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit both of them. Jake weak as fuck for that and Jake Jim gotta weak. catch these hands, my nigga. Big facts. Um, did Tracy ever go to the roof? Is she gonna be the one who found this nigga? Probably, or maybe that was her up there when he got shot, and whoever was standing on the other side just kind of shot him from the corner. Maybe I don't his know. Wife shot him. Candy might have shot that nigga again. It would be a stretch considering you just threatened him with divorce, which I thought was appropriate. Know, man. They, they was estranged before this. It's a fact. It's a fact. And when it's a lot about their, their relationship, we don't know. I'll tell you what will save the whole season, though. If it's Jason Mitchell, that's the only thing that I'll be like, you know what? I like where they went with that, dog. I really do. Um. Oh, Keisha gave birth. Real quick. She had the, the at-home birth. Again, I think that's this whole at home scene and the birth. I think they did a really good job with that. It was they, cool. I think they captured like real life opinions because mom's gonna be like, "No, nah, fuck this shit." They go to the hospital. All this you reading, yeah. you reading shit off a little piece of paper. Like, fuck all that birth attention shit. I think. And then the woman who came and calmed everybody down. 
I enjoyed that part. The midwife. The midwife. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, listen, we've been doing this shit for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to. We, we, it wasn't no hospital. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, this is how yeah. babies were coming out. And I I, I get that. This the, I'm doing this for yeah, yeah. that vision of people. Yo, black people, we can do that because, you know, women giving birth in hospitals hasn't been. It's not always the greatest thing. Yeah. Even though. We, anyway. Yes. It hasn't always been. Statistically, black women die. Yeah. A lot um, more at birth. We, so, last episode, giving birth. They was about to do a whole yeah, um, finna uh, give induce, a C section. Yeah, induce labor. I ate some salty food. And yeah, my, high, like, my, nigga, my blood, blood pressure was a little high. high. Nigga, give it an hour. Let me eat and me a cup eat. of water. Goddamn, nigga, relax. Um, so I thought they did a, a good job um, doing that. I want Erica Badu to be my midwife. I'm not uh, mad my at doula that. or your doula. Um, she does so that apparently Octavia is the doula. No, it was the other lady. No, the midwife is the one oh, who actually helps with the birth. The doula is the calm you spiritually and uh, all that. But I did, Octavia being a doula kind of felt a little. Yeah, how did that happen? Like, okay, it's one thing to say, yo, you're the person that I'm going to give this baby to. But what caught me off guard when they were prepping everything, Dre goes to um to Nina, did you get everything on Octavia's list? Like, wait, she the one who got y'all doing it this way? Like, she went from, we're not going to give you the baby, too. You know what? I'm going to give you the baby. But have to, a water birth. To controlling y'all having a water birth, though? Like, she giving like, y'all the, the rules? was a water birth? Yeah, like. It's not some shit you do on a baby you giving away. No. Because. Like, I gave away a baby. Like, I don't fucking yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. But it's just, when I heard Dre say, did you get everything on Octavia's list? I'm like, who the fuck made Octavia the, uh. Medulla oblongata out this motherfucker, nigga. That's the name of the thing, so. The doula oblongata. The doula oblongata, nigga. Like, who made her that shit? Because I'm like, fam, you just got told a week ago that, you know what? Changed my mind. We are going to give you the baby when we have it, dog. But I'm like, we ain't seen them sign no contract that she going to get the baby. I don't know how that's handled, but I feel like you should have some paperwork that say, I'm going to get your baby. 16 grand. Or that. Um, oh, apparently it costs like yeah 30. to adopt. That shit is wild, man. Yeah. But all that to say, Keisha had her baby. She made it through the birth. Kevin has no idea what he's walking into when he gets home. A mess, <laughs> a stinky mess. Oh my god, a, a dark pool. Oh shit, <laughs> so much in that pool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we we talked about the scene, but again, um, who just, drains that pool? Um shit. How do you get the pool drain? The doula oblongata, nigga. Octavia, you want the baby? This your pool. You know, I used to when you when you I used to clean my fish tank and shit. You know, you gotta um go through there with it. So and you have to put the tank up high to drain it and you gotta do the little Mm -hmm. little, sometimes you get the fish water in your Yeah. yeah. It's just like when you try to siphon gas, nigga. Mm -hmm. So somebody gonna get a little um um What's that shit? They be some stem cells. <laughs> Somebody can get some stem cells when they try to drain that shit. Um, Darnell and Emmett. I wanna I wanna close on that man. So Darnell came over to Emmett's crib. Emmett was sitting there, kind of attitude. He was sweating real bad, which was weird, but it set the tone. Fuck it. And then the nigga Emmett was kind of talking to him normal at first. Nigga said, "I went to go see mom." He was like, "Oh, how your mama doing?" She asked about me. No, nigga, she ain't ask about you. And that nigga got up, stormed off. Told Darnell, get the fuck out, and he ran into the bathroom. Darnell turned into a great dad right there, nigga, on Father's Day 2021. Nigga went to the bathroom door, banging on it, so we found out who was banging on the door because initially when they played the scene, we thought it was Tiffany maybe. 
Um, but the nigga Darnell was like, yo, I'm not going nowhere, Emmett. I'm going to be out here. And Emmett came out, and he said, she's sick, man. She's sick. I can't let her go. She's sick. And he starts crying, and he falls into his dad's arms. And for the first time, I got what I wanted from the two of them, dog. This was beautiful, man. Salute to Emmett. Salute to Darnell. That was dope. Keisha's been the best actor throughout the entire season. Yeah. Um, these last two episodes, Emmett didn't show it off. Yeah. Um, Jacob Lattimore, and again, it's Jacob Lattimore ain't new to the screen, so we've known you could act. Glad to see them giving you the opportunity to really show your ass, man. This was great emotions. But again, now that the cat's finally out the bag, I know my mother has cancer. I know what's going on with her. I am emotionally distraught. My wife better show the fuck back up, and she better stay here. And a more open marriage, nigga. Yo, uh, what's the wife's name? Tiffany. Nah. The mama. Jada. Nah, the other one. Kevin, Kevin the mama. Oh, Nina. Nina. Nina's fucking weak. You seen a message from her phone talking about, thank you for keeping our secret. She lying. Come in the house. Like, you know she lying. Yeah. She like, oh, I was a- at the gym. She said, let's take a shower together. Start cheesing and shit. Come on. And then, hold up. Then they came out. And Nina said, that was fun. And then go back to getting on your phone. Who was that? Fam, but on the flip side, Dre, if you know your wife is suspicious of everything you're doing right now, the minute y'all get out the shower after being intimate and lay in the bed, you sit right up and get on your goddamn phone and start texting. And she's like, who is that? Oh, um, it's just somebody from work. Dre, nigga, get your shit together, dog. You full of shit. And Nina, no. But Nina going to I hope they don't keep dragging this out because I don't want this to be like a big reveal at the end of the season where, oh, well, no, they are going to drag it out because the scene from next week when Nina see the brat in the fucking bar. Oh, you ain't see the. uh, So Nina's at the bar. The brat sitting next to her and the brat go, damn, you here by yourself? Immediately, we know what the brat there to do to take your nigga. Now Nina finna start thinking, oh, Dre cheating, I'm going to cheat too. And she might actually cheat. She going to actually cheat. And Dre was like, no. Nigga. And Dre going to be like, no, our friend has cancer and asked me to not tell anyone. So I was just trying to be. But this is what happens when you don't just tell your spouse, nigga. All in all, man, I was not a fan of how happy much spouse, shit happened on this. Happy house. Happy spouse, happy house. Um, <laughs> Don't let the brat steal your girl, Todd. <laughs> The brat she really looks like she will steal she be your tricky. girl. Dog. And she bought somebody like a Bentley on 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 the, on the yeah, internet. Like her old girl, who I don't even know if she's still with. That's wild, nigga. Huh? Them so so deaf checks. <laughs> Maybe that so dish. so deaf niggas. <laughs> Maybe huh. that dish network or whatever that fuck. Hey, um, speaking of so so deaf, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy versus that's man, come on. I think Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> I tap in. I'm. Hey, man, I know they both deserve a lot more respect than they get um, as far as, like, contributions, but... I don't keep think Soldier going to take it. And they got to let versus... I absolutely think Soldier going to take it. He has way, like... He has better music for that platform. Well, I don't know... for I don't know who the audience is going to be. Yeah. For my audience. The Millennium Tour audience. My... Because everybody watches this shit. Yeah. From young, old, white, black. Everybody watches this shit, so... Uh, the comments tell me who won. Yeah, who's who? Who's really in there? Shit. Yeah, I um. Or Twitter. I just think Soldier has more like recent hits, and you know, recent. I mean, within the 
middle 2000s where Bow Wow shit was, you know, early 2000s, man. And he had a couple when he got older and him and Omarion and shit. Let me hold you down. Sierra, I get all that. But it runs out because most of his hits, he was very fucking young. That's just a fact. No diss to him. But it's going to be interesting, man. I think that's 4th of July weekend. What's going on? Uh, Curve just sent uh, something. Someone said, I never thought I would be hooked on this show. But here I am loving every episode. Showtime, you got a winner. 100. Red Heart. I see you the brat. Wow. It's crazy, man. Hey, look, some folks Send in voice notes. Uh, somebody who likes this season. I yeah. liked it. I I don't want to use the word liked, but these last two episodes I was I didn't hate. I so absolutely if, hated it. If somebody say I love these two episodes, I yeah. get why. I want to hear y'all feedback of because you clearly hear what we've been saying yeah. and things that we didn't like, so to speak. But like, it don't got y'all don't got to do a voice note trashing and shit because they really funny, by the way. You yeah, facts. Saying. But anybody who likes it and tell me why, tell us why. Like, yeah, like June, you sent a dog ass note in today, letting us know, yo, this episode wasn't that bad to me, dog. Yeah. If you feel Macho, another one sent in one. This this like Macho's second one where he was like, hey, this shit was straight to me, dog. Last two episodes wasn't my, I didn't hate him. I hated them both, but I'm never mad at somebody else's opinion. I want to hear the other opinion because I'm not to debate your opinion. Yeah, literally, I just want it. to hear it. Um, because again, if you're seeing or hearing things that I'm maybe not seeing because I'm already jaded by the last season and a half, let me know because you might help me clear my mental out to enjoy it. And to the point that we made about power, dog, maybe you just got to shut it off. And just fucking sit back. And like June said, hey, nigga, if you basically erase seasons one and two from your mind and just take the last two, the shit ain't horrible. It ain't Oscar Emmy winning, but it ain't horrible. Maybe we got to do what we did with power and just say, you know what? Fuck it. The season starts now, nigga. Yeah, you can't unring a bell, though. You can't unring a bell, but you can definitely fucking... uh, Try to figure out a way to enjoy the shot. So we're going to keep trying to figure it out. We're not here to bash this shit every week. Um, keep streaming, dog. I know everybody ain't watching the shot. I know, yo, <laughs> I'm going to end it right here. <laughs> Don't let this be the one that get us canceled. <laughs> but I literally know some of my gay friends that said, yeah, I had to stop watching this shit, dog. <laughs> Real life. Yeah, that shit was good, too. Real life, dog. Yeah, like, funny. niggas is just over it, man. Um... But I don't know the way the way that we went into this episode thinking, yo, this might be the like episode that turns it around. So the the so the Emmett and his mom, yeah, scene good. It was very good. Emmett and, Emmett his, dad, and his dad, very good. good. I like how the Kevin scene and uh, all that shit was that was good. Um, I thought that Rashad shit was whack. I mean, weird. Um, but them three, them three keys, those was cool. Yeah, the, I, the um, back and forth with Kevin and Gemma with the text messages and shit. Like I, I think those was cool. Now I just, the the dude I shit is just weird to me. Um, I just want to your point to the and point I thought that the birthing st- scene in the in the in the thrift store shit was cool. See, I thought the birthing scene was fine. Again, Octavia being the the doula was random because where did y'all just get this comfortable with her? But on the flip side, if you go and give me that scene, focus it. It don't need to be in the episode where Rashad is mad at Imani and Imani mad at Rashad and Imani mad at Trig and we also got the gala and Kevin find out. It was so much going on this episode where it was like, if you'd have gave me this episode Only centered show around. Only I've ever seen that, was, that is successful 
and pulling off multiple plots, multiple episodes every week, jumping back and forth is This Is Us. Mm. There's a ton of shit going on in This Is Us every fucking week. Because yeah. with all different family members, but that shit always works. They pull it off flawless. Yeah. Um, this show, it's not us. It's handled. <laughs> <laughs> shit ain't this us. This is not us. Um, so. <laughs> That's on you. Not necessarily related because of the type of show, but thinking multiple plots. So one thing that I like about um, Chicago PD, right? We know how all the cop shows go, right? At the beginning, the crime happens. Then they spend the show investigating it. What Chicago PD does well, they'll give you like right at the end of the episode, the intimate part of one of the cops' lives. Shit, It'll be like, okay, nigga, we've solved the crime. And then at the end... I go home and here's my family or I'm actually in love with my partner and we talk about it at the bar after we solve the crime, but it'd be like five minutes. It don't be weaved in throughout the whole episode to where it's throwing off the main plot. Cause we at the point with the shy where I just don't know what the main shit is about anymore. Like, is it about the police? Is it about Duda? Now it's, it's about Duda being shot. Apparently real quick. Do you think he dies? No. I don't think he dies either. Mentioned that a couple times already. They said Curtis Cook was going to be a serious part of this season. He I don't is see already. he is, but I also don't see with five episodes left them killing him off in the middle of the season. It'd be a weird way to go about it, but hey, maybe he dies, maybe he doesn't. Um, final thoughts on who killed him, dog? I'm still going Jason Mitchell. It's not Jason Mitchell. I would love it to be him, Jason Mitchell. Uh, or less, or maybe, or if it's an impl- implied Jason Mitchell, I know it's gonna, it's not gonna be actually. Yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. But Mitchell. if they just, I mean, they've already implied Brandon's character in that first episode, and it was like, I heard he in witness protection. What I'm saying is like, if they show like a, a figure that like the back of his head, or yeah, something, yeah. Like, it's, it's not gonna be actually. Be yeah, Jason yeah. Mitchell. Jason Mitchell can't come back to the set. I'm sure Showtime ain't with that. Um, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's Jim and Dad. Either the Jim or dad or his wife or Candy. Yeah. If it ain't Candy, why the fuck you here? Yeah. Um, because clearly he ain't hiring her. So either way, man, let us know what y'all think. Let us know what y'all thought about the podcast. Let us know what y'all thought about the episode. Folks who love the shy and who's filling these last two seasons, send in your voice notes, write us a letter, shoot us a text. Just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, This Week in Culture. Facebook, I know I ain't been on there, but the page and the group is still live and active, so get in there, This Week in Culture. Email us your voice notes or your BlackBerry letter at thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Fuck with your boys. Until next week, I'm your host, Ant Wood. That's your host, Shay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 167. We out.